And welcome, finally, to another episode of the <laughs> Firmware Update, episode 214, after a well-deserved one-and-a-half-month vacation, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I'm one of your hosts, Malcolm Spinetti, and joining me, as always, Joe Garcia. Yeah, we definitely planned the two months. <laughs> yeah, that, that was totally planned and not due to us being overworked at all. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Joe, I asked you off camera, but how are you doing, my man? Uh, I'm doing swimmingly, sir. It's It's been very busy <laughs> for me uh, at my day job. Uh, and, um, yeah, I'm I'm tired all the time. <laughs> it's fantastic. Oh, yeah. I, I've been hit pretty hard at work, too. Uh, I don't know if I ever mentioned it to you, but I started at a place called You Break, I Fix, and I actually repair right. stuff. And about a month into me being there, uh, about 75% of the workforce quit, like, all at once. So, yeah. So I went from being the noob to being senior management. (laughs) (laughs) As one does. As one does. As only the Spinettis can, because a Spinetti will show up to work, because that's apparently a big and a mighty ability right now. It's like... (laughs) there's uh yes there's the whole whole uh, and a little bit to answer your question uh and <laughs> there's the whole shooting a kamehameha that's impressive and of course there's also the ability to show up to work the next day <laughs> that that's apparent that apparently is a big for is a big skill cuz we went through I'm not kidding you three different employees all start showing up after the second or third day and it's like what what the hell is <laughs> It's like, why would you apply to a job just to quit? Uh, that's a good question. One of them was cool, though. One of them was like, hey, look, I, I got a better deal. So like, okay, that's cool. We understand. It's only been one fucking day. Go up. Enjoy your life, my man. But <laughs> just And one of those uh, no calls, no shows was uh, actually a fr- friend of a friend I recommended. So that felt great. That That's great when that happens. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> But yeah, but uh, things are starting to calm down a little bit, which is one of the many reasons why we're doing the show today. <laughs> <laughs> On my birthday, by the way, show little sacrifices here and there. <laughs> uh, so, in the meantime, we have been playing a lot of stuff. I think uh, both me and Joe have beaten Spider-Man uh, on PS4. Yeah. Uh, I have played through both Yuck. Yakuza Kiwami and Yakuza Kiwami 2, and we'll probably be starting a little bit of Detroit in the meantime till uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 appears, and then I'll probably vanish for another month and a half. Joe, what what have you been up to? Oh, um, let's see. I've played a number of games as well. Um, Spider-Man, which was excellent. Um, Forza Horizon 4 came out on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, which immediately justified the price of uh, Xbox Game Pass. Mm. Um, yeah, that's that's cool. It's like that, that game came out, and I was able to just download it and play it. <laughs> and it's really fucking good. It's like it's probably it's 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 one of the best looking uh, games uh, on 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 current hardware right now, especially on Xbox One X. That game looks just like bonkers good, mm. uh, especially uh, especially because one of the gimmicks for Horizon Four is that the game goes through seasons, uh, kind of based on it's not, it, it like every week it, what it does is that you know collects, it connects to the servers, uh, and it's like it's autumn now, <laughs> it's 
it's winter now. It's it's currently springtime. Uh, in a couple of days, it's going to cycle over. Or no, it's currently, yeah, it is springtime. Then it's going to cycle over to the summer uh, in a couple of days. Uh, and it's the same season for everybody. Uh, and then they have like seasonal events. Uh, so they give you a reason to go back every week, basically. Uh, and yeah, it's it's really good. That game is really fun. It might actually be the best racing game out uh, on current hardware, uh, which is just saying a lot because there's been some pretty good racing games. Okay, so going by the commercials, I thought the seasons changed like every lap. So it's like okay, I get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The, the, the camera pans around the car, and it's a different season based on, on which angle you're looking at of the car. Oh, okay, that's interesting. No, no. Oh, okay. No, no. That's, that's How crazy would that be? <laughs> no, that's a commercial, Malcolm. I described the commercial. <laughs> <laughs> the sheep's like shave themselves when it becomes summer. <laughs> <laughs> it is funny though, is that it is impossible to run over those sheep. By the way, it is. Oh, okay. <laughs> like the, they programmed those sheep to fucking avoid your car. Like I've never seen any animal move as nimbly as a sheep <laughs> in fucking Horizon Four. That's some like shadow clone jutsu they're doing right there, dude. <laughs> Imagine you're about to hit him and the sheep throws down like a bag and a poof, a <laughs> cloud of smoke appears and he disappears. <laughs> uh, they should treat the sheep like the chickens in Zelda. That would also be pretty funny. Like <laughs> they all come to storm your car. And- <laughs> <laughs> they all start ramming your car off the road. <laughs> like, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, a fun fact I heard at work. Um, so when I'm at work, I tend to be like really mellow and I'm focused because I'm trying to learn and trying to do a good job and all that. And uh, my boss, uh, while I was uh, on the in the can, uh, listened to an episode of the show and uh, he jokingly comes up to me and tells me, okay, I, f- I figured out why you're so down all the time. And I'm like, why is that? It's like, because you save all of your energy and personality for this goddamn podcast. <laughs> so apparently you folks are getting the best of me. So I hope you enjoy. <laughs> um, just out of curiosity, uh, how did you enjoy the Kiwami games? Uh, I enjoyed them tremendously. I enjoyed all those fucking acts of games I played uh, on PS4 over the course of the year. Um, man, <laughs> uh, Kiwami 2 is outstanding, by the way. Uh like, I loved Kiwami, but Kiwami 2 just kind of blows it out of the water uh, in terms of production because uh, it runs on the Yakuza 6 engine, whereas uh, the first Kiwami runs on the Zero engine. Uh, and there is a pretty appreciable difference uh, graphically between the two. Oh, uh, you, you didn't like the fact that uh, Kiryu would slow down to a crawl in Kiwami, two, Kiwami 1 if he, like, bumped up against, like, a piece of trash or something? <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's one of the things. I was like, yeah, like he he's a little more. They try to make the movement more realistic with that new engine, which is fine uh, most of the time. But yeah, if you bump into anything, you're, you're just like, oh. Uh, uh, just 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 uh, some quick things here because we got a long show here today. I will say that yo, know, number one, I agree with Joe. Get both games. Uh, <laughs> you know, they are fantastic stuff. It. It, it, it was interesting that a lot of the things that I really loved that they added to the games, I also thought sort of detracted from the game a little bit. Mm. Like, uh, for instance, uh, Kiwami 1, you know, the Goro Majima Everywhere system that they introduced, <laughs> uh, I thought was really, really cool. And it told a nice little aside story where you have uh, Goro, and this is something he would totally do as well, so which I also thought helped. Him retraining Kiryu to be once again that dragon of uh, dragon of Dojima, 
and making him strong enough that he could finally fight him for real. <laughs> now, the ex- it, I think it did take away from the story a little bit because, you know, back in the day when I first played this game, you saw you, you saw that whole thing with Goro in the beginning where he's beating up a guy and he wants to fight Kiryu, but Kiryu's like, I don't have a reason to. And he's like, all right, well, I hope I find you find a reason to one day. And that's the last you see of him up until the the point where, you know, small spoiler, uh, he finds Haruka and you, and you fight him again. And then he gets injured and he's just gone. <laughs> and for the most part, you either think he's dead or he's just retired to speak some JoJo speak for you. Uh, but then all of a sudden, he literally comes crashing through like a runaway truck, no pun intended, and you fight him <laughs> one more time. Uh, it, now, it does take away when right after you see him get stabbed, you can just walk to the park and there he is smoking a cigarette. Oh, like, yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> don't worry about it, Kiryu-chan. I'm fine. And it's like, okay. All right. But uh, aside from that, and uh, believe it or not, the community really, really digs those few times you fight. Like, up until Kiwami, they did fight like only four times, and each one had this tremendous significance. And now we're up to like 248 now, thanks to the Machu <laughs> Everywhere system. But it was fun. I, I enjoyed the the way they incorporated Majima, where he would just like appear out of nowhere. And yeah, the sheer absurdity of it is what it really <laughs> was what really sells it. Uh, I, I, I recorded a few of them, but, uh, the whole part where, uh, Majima, where Majima's a zombie and Kiryu actually thinks that he turned into a zombie somehow (laughs) is actually one of the funniest things I've ever seen. (laughs) And just the absurdity of, uh, their rivalry where they're start not only just fighting, but also racing race cars together. (laughs) Like they do everything. They play uh, Misu King was the name of the car yeah. game. <laughs> it's like, and he gets really serious because it's Kiryu. So, he's, of course, he's serious. <laughs> oh, God. But it, it was really good. Uh, Kiwami. Uh, the one thing I can get, and it breaks my heart to say this, is the, the whole uh, Majima construction minigame. Which, yeah. Which felt a bit grindy. And you can't... Once I realized that there are cards you can buy for DLC, I was like, okay, there's the rub, isn't it? <laughs> I did buy a Majima Super Secret Rare just because it was Majima and it was like two bucks. And I was like, and is it like, I still haven't gone back and pl- played through it all, even though I'll probably just YouTube it because it was just a grind. God damn. It really is. And it's not that great either. Um, <laughs> yeah, that like that's. I ended up playing mostly the the cabaret stuff because man, I do love that cabaret stuff. Um, yeah, like uh, like it was it was kind of a bummer that it wasn't like in Yakuza Six uh, or Yakuza Zero. So yeah, for it to come back in Kawami Two, I was like, I, I fucking dropped everything in the story and just played through that entire part. Uh, yeah, for like ten hours. Like uh, Karu was waiting in that clinic for me to show up again for what must have been like a month and a half off. <laughs> <Poor message. laughs> just riding in, in the hospital or oh I, I would love it for in that instance some shenmue realism and where she like you come in it's like dude it's been like two months and what is this about <laughs> you winning a cabaret grand prix <laughs> yeah and it's so great that they tie it into the to yakuza zero I yes like, oh. i was like this is fantastic i love this i love this so much uh like that's the thing I love about the sub stories. Like some of these sub stories in the Yakuza games have like arcs of their own. Like 
I popped huge when Udup showed up, revealed he was a double agent. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I had I had some backup. I'm like, oh, please. And yeah, sure, shit. It was Majima making his grand return. <laughs> and he still treat, you know, you know, playfully teases Yuki nonstop. And Yuki coming right back at him is like, you're the last person to be making fun of how I look. Like, what the fuck's up with that hair? <laughs> 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 like uh some of the stuff like going back to yakuza 6 like uh when i got to the subs did you do the sub story uh pocket circuit fighter returns <laughs> yes oh my god like watch it like it was a very real story just like how his life sort of went downhill once the fad went away but his kid just wants to honestly learn learn about who his dad is and when you get to that fight at the end and all of a sudden pocket circuit fighter is in the old garb and, <laughs> and they play that ridiculous pocket circuit theme in the background. I, I won't lie. I teared up. Like I was like, oh. <laughs> and then you get into the a fight. song is shitty tofu. It is. And the, you get into the fight and they're playing that, the stupid music when, <laughs> when you're racing for the fight music. <laughs> And you do a double team move, move with pocket circuit. I was like, yes. <laughs> and, uh, you know, he's in Kiwami as well. And, like, they get Goro into the whole madness. And he goes all in. And it's like, uh, like, the callbacks and stuff, like, especially with the pocket circuit successor story in Kiwami 2, where you're trying to find it, find a successor for pocket circuit fighter, which I guess only lasted for one year, but still. And you see, like, everyone from Yakuza 0 there. Like, oh, man, the feels. Like, okay, me and Joe can talk forever about Yakuza. We love it that much. Uh, more on the studio in a moment. But, uh, all right, Joe, we've ooh, we talked a, talked a fair bit. Let's want to head right into the news then? Yeah, let's let's do that. All right. Man, what a, what a couple of months it's been since we last recorded. Yeah, Jesus Christ. It's like literally everything that could have happened happened. <laughs> Yeah, um, I guess the the most prominent bit of news since we last recorded was the fall, uh, the very surprising and very terrible uh, fall of Telltale Games. Like that's just uh, well, it's just gone now. Like to say this was out of nowhere is kind of an understatement. Like uh, even the employees had no idea this was happening. It was literally like it's kind of terrifying when you think about it. You just they went into work and then all of a sudden they get pulled into a room. And they're being escorted by security. They have thirty minutes to grab their stuff. It's like, <laughs> yeah, um, just a just a fucking awful situation all around. Because um, yeah, as you said, the, the I mean, for a few months, it's it, uh, the writing has kind of been on the wall for for Telltale. Because like, there's you know, they, they had layoffs. I think last year, uh, where I think they got rid of like twenty percent of their workforce, which wasn't like already a pretty fucking big number, considering how many people they've got or they had at one point. Mm. Uh, and yeah, like apparently they had a couple of, they had some funding fall through that they were counting on, uh, from a couple of different places. They're like, yeah, if one doesn't, if one falls through, at least we've got the other one lined up. And it's like, no, they, they both fall through. And it's like, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and it, it's not a great way to run a company to make, to kind of put your eggs in that basket. Uh, but, well, and it's given some spark to, you know, video game developers, Forming a union or something like that to protect yeah, them from stuff. Yeah, because 
yeah, we're talking about 250 people being laid off the way you said, you know, where like, because, you know, the, the Telltale Games Twitter account, like they tweeted a few things, you know, throughout the day uh, on that last day. And then all of a sudden there is a fucking tweet that's just a picture with a statement in it. It's like, oh, uh, and all of a sudden 250 people were just laid off uh, without severance. Uh, their, their house insurance only went through the end of the month of September uh, and people were fucking scrambling. They're like, well, what the fuck do I do? We live in San Francisco or near San Francisco. A lot of them working paycheck to paycheck or living paycheck to paycheck because it's fucking expensive as fuck to live in San Francisco. And suddenly people's lives just, they're like, uh, what, what, <laughs> what do we, the fuck do we do? Um, and you know, one of the results of that is that <clears throat> some employee or one employee, I think, uh, and I don't know how many people joined in on this class action lawsuit that they filed uh, for breaking labor laws, which seems pretty fucking credible based on what the laws are in, in California, apparently. Uh, apparently, they have something called the Warren Act, uh, which uh, was became law in 88, uh, and it stipulates, and I'm re- reading this particular part from Polygon, uh, it stipulates that most businesses with at least 100 full-time workers must notify employees 60 days in advance of any plant closings or mass layoffs. Uh, and the mass layoff uh, in the law is defined as a reduction of 50 or more employees within the 30-day period uh, or any layoff of 500 or more workers. So based on based on those, uh, you know, based on that criteria, it sounds like this this lawsuit has a lot of... Uh, a lot of, uh, I guess, credibility. So uh, we'll see where that ends up. I haven't read any, I haven't seen anything about that since. So I, I don't know what the update is on that. But um, yeah, another another kind of like part of this whole saga too is that, you know, they just released, they just started releasing, you know, The Walking Dead's uh, final season. Um, I think episode two was, came out like literally like four days after. Like, yeah, like, I guess that's still coming out. Um, <laughs> um, but since, since then they kind of, they've already pulled, uh, the walking dead's final season from, from sale, basically on all platforms. And last I checked last night, uh, it's still not available for sale anywhere, uh, right now. Um, uh, as far as that goes, uh, f- fortunately, uh, skybound games, uh, which is kind of like a subsidiary of, of it's a Robert Kirkman's company, which is, you know, and he's the creator of walking dead, uh, as a whole, you know, Ooh. from the comic books. Uh, so this is kind of like Skybound is like his imprint within Image Comics, where he publishes, uh, where he publishes The Walking Dead and, and Invincible, which is another comic that he writes. Uh, and I guess they kind of spun off and made a game company that publishes games. Uh, I don't know what they've published before, but they they went ahead and got the rights back from from Telltale for for Walking Dead, and they plan on completing the season uh, using as many of the original developers as as they can. Which which is which is nice, but man, I really do hope uh, like all of those employees get you know whether they're working on on this game or not anymore. Uh, hopefully, you know they all get what some actual restitution here from from just the tor- terrible terrible way that they were treated by uh, Telltale at the very end here. Yeah, and uh, yeah, I really can't put an emphasis how sudden it was. Like uh, Greg Miller from Kind of Funny was actually talking about like the weekend before all this news hit. He was receiving emails from their PR department about getting uh, uh, Clementine's voice actress on there to talk about the about the game, which once again, as Joe pointed out, is in progress. It's we've only gotten to 
to episode two when this yeah. all hit, which would have been a shame. Thank, thank goodness for, for that game studio coming in to help out. Otherwise like Clementine who'd really become this really beloved character that we've watched grow would, there would be no end to her story. Essentially it would be literally mid season. Yeah. And you know, that would have, it's, it's a terrible irony, you know, that, that, you know, the, the walking dead, uh, you know, Clementine, all that, you know, really put telltale on the map, like telltale, you know, they, they had some mild success, you know, before they put out the first season of the walking dead and, what was it 2012? Mm. Um, you know, they had a couple of like they had Seven Max. Uh, they did Seven Max, uh, which was pretty good for them. Um, back to they the did, Future. Back to the Future. Uh, that that Awful wonderful Jurassic. Jurassic Park game that Malcolm <laughs> loved so dearly. Um, There's one chapter where it's literally just pressing square to slash at uh, vines with the machete, and you finish that, and that's the chapter. <laughs> it's fantastic. Like, Great storytelling. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, with The Walking Dead, um, like, that game blew up so much because, like, that game, like, like it's it's really hard to overstate how, how important The Walking Dead was um, for basically the entire industry because, like, that game kind of proved that, you know, like, yeah, stories matter <laughs> in video games, you know? Like, I feel like we've been kind of coasting on... on and, you know, games, you know, like, yeah, obviously, you know, video games should be fun to play, but like, um, like people just weren't emphasizing story, uh, the way, um, you know, Telltale did, like that game was basically just entirely story. Like there's so few instances where you had to like do anything that you could consider to be like video gaming, you know? Um, and you know, one fucking game of the year from so many fucking outlets, you know? It, it really is when you sit back and think about it, sort of a Scarface level rise and fall. Yeah. Like, um, and now here we are six years later and it's just fucking gone. Yeah. And I mean, they, uh, there have been a lot of videos dissecting it and I've been having some time to think about it, but you know, they struck gold with walking dead and, uh, then they, I believe Wolf, the wolf amongst us, uh, came out or among us. Yeah. This came out and that got pretty good acclaim and then i think season two of walking dead and it was like okay and uh some more like i think batman and guardians oh uh borderlands the borderlands one gets a lot of acclaim too actually but at the same time minecraft minecraft yeah it's game of thrones fucking game of thrones game of thrones uh game of thrones it blew up so fast. Like, you know, like they had the success with the walking dead and like, and all of a sudden they were fucking grabbing licenses left and right to the point where it's like, it like it's, they're just, they stretched themselves so thin so fast. And, uh, they, they jumped on everything and I will say they didn't really evolve that much. Like it's something like when you look back on it, I don't know if they ever improved on their engine. Like I remember when, uh, telltale games would come out, they would always glitch somewhere. Like when yeah. I, and by the end, you know, a couple of the last things that they put out, you know, they were better. Um, like that last season of of Batman, uh, The Enemy Within, uh, that was pretty good um, as far as tech. You know, that, that, that ran pretty solid for me. Um, like I didn't have any issues with that one at all, actually. Um, and, but, yeah. yeah. And there, that and uh, a common complaint, and this is something I first remember witnessing when my wife tried playing Game of Thrones, who she never mm-hmm. got she got past, but never went past the first episode. Me too. <laughs> yeah. 
Uh, a lot of that was frustration because, you know, the whole thing with the telltale systems, and I'm going to get Joe mad in about two minutes here. <laughs> but, uh, you know, the whole premise with these stories is you affect what happens to it. Your choices matter. Da, 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 da. And because of that, Sandra thought there was a way to save that kid at the end. <laughs> so she replayed that chapter. I'm not joking, like 20 times, like changing up the entire thing, the entire thing, thinking like, <laughs> Maybe I make a decision somewhere along that can save him. And uh, she couldn't save him and she got frustrated. And that's that, that's a thing I, I when I think back on that and I think back in other games that I notice is a common trend. Like, despite what they say, there are parts where they're like, okay, look, this character is either going to die or go away, regardless of whatever you do. <laughs> like, and here's where I get Joe mad. Other games have done the whole you decide what happens and your choices matter things much more effectively, such as Quantic Dreams, where you can say what you want about... <laughs> you can say what you want about Detroit, but your choices matter. There's a reason, like, there's 23 different endings that you can get. Probably a lot more. I'm just throwing out a number. Because, you know, the, this character could die early on or midway or later in the game, but at the decision that they made along the way matter and create this ending that you get to. Uh, you I, could, I would argue that there is a, a corollary between the number of possible endings and the quality <laughs> of the story overall. Uh, also, Until Dawn, which is not Quantic Dreams, did the same thing. Where there you yeah. agree, you agree with that one a lot more? I say. I do agree with that one a lot more, but <laughs> I, I I want to say Until Dawn is as good as. I would have to say most Telltale games are better than Until Dawn still. Mm, oh, well, uh, but I think it was around like uh, after that uh, initial spark that they got from season one of Walking Dead. Uh, a little later on, I would notice like people started noticing a pattern. Like you start like uh, the joke became you knew what you were getting with every Telltale game. Like. Like they were going to run this engine to the ground. It was going to be cell shaded. Uh, you were going to make choices, but you know, a lot of times, like I remember in season one, I believe the woman's name was uh, Kari or Carrie, uh, the girl who, but she was like a potential love interest for Lee. And then all of a sudden just shot in the head. And cause it was <laughs> like, no matter what you did, no matter what character, cause I believe it was her one other character you could say, but that character was going to die. Oh and, yeah. It was that, Oh, some some dude. <laughs> yeah, but that character was going to die at that point, no matter what you did. And there's a lot of beats like that, like where no matter what you're going to do, X is going to happen, or this character is going to bow out at this point, either due to this or due to this, but either way, he's bowing out. And uh, I think that got on people's nerves, and that sort of led to like the regression of people being first in line to get those games going forward. So, but... I digress. Like, no matter what your thoughts are on the games, the employees did not deserve what they ended up getting. <laughs> no, which was literally nothing. Nothing. <laughs> Just a fucking boot to the ass. And uh, I will say the one silver lining out this has been watching, like, uh, the developer community sort of come out in mass, like, starting the hashtag of hire Telltale employees where they would just start, they literally creating this large thread where they would start posting job opportunities or like uh, heads of uh, development companies are like, hey, if you from Telltale, please apply here. We'll see what we can do for you. And it was a nice reaching out. I don't know if you caught any of it, Joe. No, yeah, and it, and and you know that is encouraging because it's like yeah, like they 
deserve so much better than that, you know? Um, at the same time, though, it's like, man, like, I I hope they don't end up in places where they can get treated the same way, <laughs> you know? Um, like, well, like at the, end, at the end of the day, like, what's really going to matter is that, you know, game developers are going to, are hopefully going to have to organize so that, you know, they can be protected from this kind of treatment. Um, and they, they, like, the, the case for a union... Uh, in video games has has never been strong. <laughs> oh God, yeah, and it it also for me anyway it made me like really think back and like it's hard to believe like all these studios like how quickly it can end really like uh, Joe just texted me the other day that uh, Dead Space came out ten years ago or something like that but and yeah that, and that studio's gone it's been dead mm-hmm. for a while but that it had this amazing title. And it's gone one day or, and same with a lot of studios. It's like, no matter how good you are, it's like, or what you've made, it seems like you're only as good as your last game or what have you. It's like, Oh God, it's kind of depressing. And I do think a union should be considered, but we'll see what happens, I guess. Yeah, man. It's, it sucks. Cause man, telltale, they made some special stuff, man. They <laughs> like I'll, I'll never forget you and Smikey getting on my case. Like you got to play that season one, so I finally had to hunker down and just like for a solid weekend. And it was a fun weekend playing through that first season. It was a really well told story, had a really powerful ending, and uh, the issues that I discussed was there, but it was still a fun ride. And just like the shocker of like certain characters that I can't came to care about just like dying or going away a uh, was really heartfelt and of course the ending I, I feel like doesn't get enough credit even to this day and people give it a lot of credit <laughs> it's like especially like the the ending and small spoiler for a really old game at this point but six-year-old game actually yeah yeah <laughs> that like the rush of like lee knows that he's dying and you have like this like you get these options of stuff to tell uh, Clementine before you die. And you only have like a few seconds to figure out what's most important. And then you go to the second season. Like if you tell her to keep her hair short, like in the <laughs> next season, her hair will be short still. It's like, Oh man. Yeah. Oh. But yeah. yeah. And it stays short throughout basically the entire time we play with Clementine. Uh, that third season too. <sighs> okay. Well, I, I hope that, they're, they are able to finish uh, season three. <clears throat> it could just be like they wrap everything up in the third episode or what have you. Well, no, they're they're planning on um, on completing the full season. Oh, right on. Uh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It's it's four episodes, uh, so it's gonna be one episode shorter than usual anyway, uh, which was the original plan. But we'll see what the actual timetable was gonna be because <clears throat> yeah, Telltale or not Telltale, um, Skybound. Um, I think they're still in the process of you know, contacting, you know, people that were working on it. Um, and it's going to be tricky because obviously not everyone's going to come back for any number of reasons, whether it's, yeah, they found another job or, you know, they just between the way they were, maybe they just don't want to come back, you know, uh, to that, uh, you know, whatever reason they might, whatever reasons uh, might be. Uh, either way, it's not going to be like the full, full um, original team that was working on it. But uh, they got a couple of people. Um, they got. I think the creative director is is back for it at least, uh, so we can at least get that. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's it's uh, yeah. <laughs> mm. All right, moving on. Like, what else happened in our sabbatical, my friend? Uh, let's see. With the with Red Dead Redemption Two coming out uh, this week, uh, finally, mm. uh, you know. Uh, 
you know, Dan Hauser is out there making the rounds, you know, talking to people about the game. Um, and, uh, yeah, he said some shit that, <laughs> that uh, you know, in the wake of Telltale kind of raised some eyebrows where it's like, hey, man, <laughs> read the room, maybe. <laughs> um, yeah, he, he was giving an interview to New York Magazine, I guess. Uh, and they were talking about, you know, how ambitious the game is. Uh, and, you know, here's a full quote. Uh, he says, the polishing, rewrites, re-edits, Rockstar does are immense. Uh, it says, we were working 100-hour weeks several times in 2018. Uh, <laughs> according, it says, the finished game includes 300,000 animations, 500,000 lines of dialogue, uh, many more lines of code. Um, even for each trailer and commercial, he said, we probably made 70 versions, but the editors may make several hundred. Uh, Sam and I will... We'll both make both make lots of suggestions as well other members of the team. Um, so obviously the part that sticks out there is the 100, 100 hour work weeks, uh, you know, several times over the year, uh, uh, which is a fucking lot. <laughs> um, if you were to average it out, uh, that's about 14 hours a day over seven days. Uh, or if you want to take if you still want to keep your weekends, that's 20 hours a day. Uh, not great. Mm, no, uh, no. Yeah, so that that obviously, you know, like I said, in the wake of, you know, Telltale, you know, kind of just dissolving overnight, uh, you know, people were like, hey, maybe uh, cut that shit out. <laughs> uh, and he had to go on to clarify that. Uh, I was like, no, no, I, I just meant just the writing team, you know, me and a couple of the other senior writers. And like, yeah, we don't. Yeah, he said uh, what he said here was, uh, let's see where to go. After working on the game. For seven years, the senior writing team, which consists of four people, uh, uh, had, as we always do, three weeks of intense work when we wrapped everything up. Three weeks, not years. Uh, we have all worked together for at least 12 years now. I feel we need to get this. We need this to get everything finished. After so many years of getting things organized and ready on this project, we need this to check and finalize everything. More importantly, we obviously don't expect anyone else to work this way. Across the whole company, we have some senior people who work very hard purely because they're passionate about a project or their particular work. I don't believe that passion shows in the games we release, but that additional effort is a choice, and we don't ask or expect anyone to work anything like this. Uh, lots of other senior people work in an entirely different way and are just as productive. I'm just not one of them. No, no one senior or junior is ever forced to work hard. I believe we go to great lengths to run a business that cares about its people and make and to make the company a great place for them to work. Uh, yeah. How do you feel about that? I kind of feel like it was just like exactly what it looks like. And it was just the guy like missaid something and due to the whole telltale things, as you brought up, the people put it under a microscope and started seeing something else. But what do you think? Um, I mean, for one, you know, Rockstar usually has their fucking PR really super buttoned up, you know, so it's really weird for them to fucking just work this out and him not being able to. Yeah, like like it. They're usually more, they're usually better about controlling their messaging than that. So it, it was shocking for that reason, at least. Also, um, but yeah, like that 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 one part where he's like, yeah, we like we don't force anyone to do that. It's like yeah, obviously you can't force anyone to work 100 hours a week, but you can certainly kind of imply that it would be better if they did. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, on this on the flip side of it, you know, I like. Seeing what I've seen from Red Dead Redemption Two, or even going back to Grand Theft Auto Two, Grand Theft Auto Five, excuse me, uh, I could see somebody being so into the project they're like, you know, I'll, I'll stay a little later tonight and r write some more lines of either code or script, or actually those work well together too. Damn it! But anyway, 
it said like I I don't think you can make something as grand as uh, Grand Theft Auto Five, which still is in the MPD five years later, <laughs> uh, in the top ten or top five. In fact, it's been one at least two times this year. <laughs> but you can't make something like that without like having a staff that's passionate about it. You know that well, sure. being. That being said, Joe's absolutely right in what he's saying is there are ways for managers to voice it's a you don't have to, but it would be a great idea if you did type of <laughs> Yeah, it would certainly benefit you to do so. It's like, oh, okay, so you're saying that I probably should <laughs> if I want to keep working. It's like, no, but if you want to interpret it like that. Should... <laughs> uh, yeah, and, you know, like, and, and fucking Rockstar is, you know, like, like they... They certainly have enough goddamn money to hire as many people as they need uh, so that no one has to work, you know, more than like 45 hours a week or whatever, you know, um, like, like, as you said, Malcolm, GTA five is on the MPD charts every goddamn month, fucking five years after its release. Uh, that game has made them literally billions of dollars at this point. <laughs> like billions at the B, not millions. Uh, they can afford to hire enough people to, to, to make this game and no one has to fucking work even 50 hours a week, you know? Yeah. I mean, it's crazy. Like I, I don't doubt that they worked more than 40 hours a week, especially towards crunch time for the game's yeah. release. I, I don't, I don't think it was like t more than t double the amount to, <laughs> of a 40 hour work week, but yeah, I'm sure that they, I mean that's kind of normal. It's like it's all, it's one of those things that's only coming into the light now because Rockstar is a major company and what have you. So, oh, but I, I'm I am curious. It's it, I would say they probably worked maybe sixty hours a week more or so for a crunch time, but uh, hopefully not a hundred. That's kind of ridiculous. I mean, sixty hours a week is still a lot. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah, fair. <laughs> like I worked fifty hour weeks uh, a couple times this last months and it felt pretty fucking brutal <laughs> oh it is like i remember i was doing 60 hour work weeks uh when cricket was when my store was that last month before it closed down i was trying to get every red cent i could out of that company before i left <laughs> <laughs> yeah um and yeah like and and the way the it was with telltale like on on twitter there were a lot of developers you know telling stories about like the awful times that they've had to crunch on games they're like yeah i worked one time, 120 hours a week, and it was the worst time of my life. <laughs> and it's like, holy shit. Um, yeah, and, and overall, like, there was a lot of people who were like, yeah, um, like, I think Adam Boyes, you know, he, former uh, PlayStation executive, he's over at uh, Iron Galaxy Studios here in Chicago now. Uh, he was he was saying he's like yeah we don't we don't do that at all because <laughs> uh, it's like it's just a terrible way to run a studio because like by the end of the game being out it's like everyone's miserable and everyone hates what they did basically um he's like yeah like that's just not a healthy way to work uh both for the employees or for the product overall they think it's like yeah that that's probably correct <laughs> uh, like yeah. imagine that like you you spent all like these years creating a video game and you finally finish it and you hate it like, <laughs> and you know that's what sucks is that you know like they they, they you, you know to like i feel like game companies kind of take advantage of the fact that you know the developers are so passionate they're like yeah like like it's it was my, my dream to like i grew up playing video games i love video games i want to make a fucking cook-ass video game and i feel like developers can kind of take advantage of that and kind of 
just take advantage of that goodwill and, and kind of grind people into dust, basically making these fucking games. Uh, and it's like, man, it's just no video game is worth, you know, fucking ruining people. Yeah, which is why I lean more more with uh, they. It was, it, there's, I don't think it was a hundred hours, but uh, I really hope not because it would suck. At the you know, and another part of the story is uh, apparently word is that uh, Rockstar told employees that they are completely free to talk to the press if they want to. Yeah. yeah so, you know, just uh, further clarify this up. I haven't seen any step up, you know, come out and like give an interview yet, but. I don't imagine they would be doing that if uh, they were, in fact, being overworked to death like that. Like, I'm trying to process, like, 120 hours. Like, that's, like, more than 14 hours a day, all seven days. If you're doing it all seven days, it could be closer to 16 to 17. God damn. Yeah. Uh, no. Oh, God. I imagine it was the worst experience of his life. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, this is... This <laughs> is terrible. Um, yeah, and that's another argument. Like, yeah, maybe we should unionize these fucking developers. <laughs> uh, before I mention something else about Red Dead, do you have anything else to say on the subject, bud? Um, no, I guess not. But man, just, just a bummer. <laughs> yeah. So on, on the positive side, uh, Red Dead Redemption Two is coming out. The game looks gorgeous. Uh, people are already previewing it, and it sounds phenomenal. Uh, but Joe, hmm. now have you pre-ordered said game yet? Uh, not yet. I meant to do it and I kind of forgot to do it. So let's go over here. <laughs> well, while you do, while you pre-order the game live, <laughs> recorded live on the show, let's, uh, Drilling talk... audio. now Joe, you're going to need quite a bit of space in order to save it. You, would you like to guess how much space you're going to need? <laughs> uh, yes, you're going to be needing, uh, Depending on which system, uh, but they're both pretty similar. Uh, I think it's only a few gigabytes difference between the two, but <laughs> roughly about a hundred gigabytes. Hundred to hundred five. Interestingly, especially if you have the uh, the Pro or the X version of their respective consoles. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, and on top of that, had a for I even read an article. If you have a physical copy for some reason, you need an additional fifty gigs to get it installed. So for at least the installation period, you need like 150 gigs free. Yeah. <laughs> so typically I, when I pre-order a game, I have it on both consoles. I already told Sandra, this is a game I'm 100% playing on the pro. So you're going to have to take that Breath of the Wild shit out to the to the bedroom. <laughs> It's like, oh, by the way, my wife, after a year of me telling me, her how incredible this game is, is finally playing Breath of the Wild. So it's, she's like, oh, Malcolm, <laughs> this is such an amazing game. You think? She's <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, no shit. <laughs> Get out of here. But anyway, uh, so yeah, it currently it's at 99.6 uh, gigabytes. I imagine it's going to jump up to the 100 gigs once that day one update comes out. Yeah. <laughs> Man. I fucking, like I said, I, I rented fucking Call of Duty Black Ops 4 uh, <laughs> over the weekend and I popped it into the Xbox and it was a 50 gig download on top of fucking day one patch. I was like, oh, cool. Can't yeah. play this for like two more hours. Great. Now, before you get the torches and pitchforks or if you're going to Walmart, the tiki torches that you would march down the street with uh, to go at <laughs> Rockstar for making something that big. Yeah, because I'm cosplaying as a white supremacist. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you had to take it there. But anyway, <laughs> uh, 
before you get all upset, uh, I would just invite you to take a look at even a minute of footage of this game. And you can understand why this is 100 gigabytes. Because keep in mind, this is technically Rockstar's first game of the new generation era. Because it's wild. Yeah. Which, <laughs> keep in mind, Grand Theft Auto was made to work on the PS3 as well. And the Xbox 360, of course. So it wasn't... <laughs> And then two years after the PS4 came out, it's like, you should put this on PS4. <laughs> and they're like, okay. <laughs> and uh, so, yeah, like you're, these things look phenomenal. And they're trying to push the game to the level of its power. Like It's like little things. Like I, I was listening to uh, a reviewer look at talk about the game. And she's like, okay, all the NPCs in towns have relationships with each other. Like, they have, like, code. They know certain ones. So if they see you shoot somebody, they can they could potentially then either, if not tell the sheriff, they could also go tell the family of that NPC. So that NPC will then hate – the family of said uh, fallen NPC will then either hate you or could even form a posse and come after you. <laughs> shouting about how you killed his brother on yada 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 and you're like oh wow i totally did shoot that guy frig <laughs> not to mention graphically like some of the still shots in this look like real shots from the actual wilderness yeah so this this game you like you look at it like okay I, like i could buy it being 100 gigs i still had to go clean out my, my one terabyte hard drive just to make sure there was enough room on there but yeah, yeah it, it, it's wild, and I, I can't wait to play it. It looks super interesting. Uh, and just like some of the little nuances that you can do here and there look interesting as well. Like uh, when you're hunting down an animal, you'll want to use a bow and arrow because if you use, like, say, a shotgun, the pelt that you get from it, it's going to be shit. So, and you <laughs> can't sell it at a high price. You could also then walk a little bit away from the dead body and use that dead body to attract an even bigger animal and kill that in order to get its pelt. So uh, it's like, and this is just the tip of the iceberg right here. So this I'm to say I'm uh, hyped up for this game is quite the understatement, which will probably, I would r recommend either probably be the first seed when all said and done in our game of the year tournament. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Knock on wood. Some, some pretty fucking good games come out this year. Imagine if Rockstar went out of business next week. Yeah, that's unlikely. <laughs> but how crazy would that be? Like, what? An, an actual, a literal impossibility. <laughs> All right, buddy. What's the next story? Uh, let's see. Next story I've got here is um, Capcom shutting down Capcom Vancouver, which uh, was their Dead Rising studio. Ooh. Yeah. Um, yeah, they worked on Dead Rising. Uh, they made that Puzzle Fighter mobile game, which was online for like all of eight months. Um, yeah, as of September 18th, just fucking kaput. They they shuttered that studio. Uh, the projects that they were working on have been canceled. Uh, yeah, the the statement from Capcom to GameSpot here is, is Capcom is currently reviewing the allocation of its development resources that support the production of world-class content. Uh, to support this objective, new R&D facilities and annual hiring have been underway at the Osaka headquarters. In consideration of this process, as a result of reviewing titles and development at Capcom Vancouver, Capcom has decided to cancel the development of projects at this studio and will concentrate development of major titles in Japan. Uh, as part of this overall direction, the CV studio 
will suspend operations uh, effective today, so the current staff will be laid off and the office will be closed. We appreciate the hard work uh, and contributions of all studio team members in creating unforgettable gameplay experiences for Dead Rising series and Puzzle Fighter. Mm. Um, and um, yeah, before before this particular closure, um, again, kind of like Telltale, they, they had some layoffs beforehand uh, before they were shut down completely. Um, yeah, back in February, according to this story, they, they laid off about 30% of their workforce. Uh, yeah, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's, that sucks. I mean, yeah, cause they, they did basically all of Dead Rising games, I think. Uh, Dead Rising 4 launched on PS4, uh, in December. Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know what happened here. Yeah, I mean, I know that there, there was a Dead Rising sequel that was like a launch for Xbox One. When it, when that came out, but I think that was aside from like some remasters to get Nick West in there and uh, that's Frank West. Frank sure. West, thank Nick West, my boy Nicky West. It, he'll be the brother of the guy. He'll be in the. <laughs> <laughs> but Frank West, uh, I think the last time anything Dead Rising related, and this is a deep cut, is uh, Marvel versus Capcom Infinite, where Frank West was like one of the playable fighters. <laughs> God, that story was ridiculous. But anyway, yeah, that, that's crazy. Like uh, the studio who had like this really top-notch franchise once again, and it's just gone one day. Like were the signs there that this was going to happen or was this like sort of out of left field too? Um, no, I mean, like I said, they laid off 30% of their workforce oh, in February. <laughs> um, yeah, so I don't know what, what – like I, I was listening to the Giants bombcast uh, right when this happened. Um or they were talking about this right after it happened. Um, and, you know, Jeff Gerstmann, he kind of theorized that maybe they were working on a new Dead Rising game, uh, <clears throat> which for the last couple, were basically all of them except for, like, Dead Rising 2, I think. Um, you know, Microsoft was basically a huge partner for those games. I think 3 and 4 came out for Xbox One exclusively before, like, Dead Rising 4 came out, like, a year later on PS4. And it's like, yeah, maybe... I don't know, maybe Microsoft just didn't want a Dead Rising 5 and they were already working on Dead Rising 5. And I think, yeah, that, that, that might make sense. I don't know. Mm. I mean, that's just a theory, obviously. That's not like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, that's, for me, that's a pretty plausible theory. Yeah, I, I don't think this will, you know, for any Dead Rising fans, I wouldn't say we're probably not going to see anything for the foreseeable future, but I, I don't doubt that we'll see, see uh, Dead Rising later. I don't know, we'll see. Mm. Yeah. Uh, anything else to say on this one, man? Uh, no. Yeah. Sucks. A lot of people lost jobs while we're gone. Goddamn. Yeah, it's not. It's a uh, real bloodletting over here. <laughs> yeah, we got to take this show more seriously. We we save jobs by doing shows. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's all it's all contingent on us. <laughs> like, all right, was there the, the studio's losing a lot of money, sir? Okay, was there a firmware update this week? No. Cut thirty <laughs> percent. No, no. God damn, Joe and his Uber lifts. Because <laughs> that's how that works. Anyway, <laughs> all right. So what else happened? All right. So let's 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 get away from this horrible <laughs> wave of studio closures for a little while. Uh, we have some news about 
a possible PlayStation 5, which uh, obviously Sony is working on. He didn't need anyone to come out and say that they were working on something like that. Not but, really, uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, President uh, Kenichiro Yoshida said, uh, at this point, what I can say is it's necessary to have a next-generation hardware. Uh, but he stopped short of saying outright that, that they're making a PS5. Uh, but obviously, uh, all platform holders basically uh, are always working on, you know, whatever's next. Uh, like, I think basically the last couple of PlayStations that came out, they're like, yeah, like, they're like, we started on this new PlayStation basically immediately after <laughs> launching the last one. Uh, and I wouldn't doubt that that's the case for for you know, potential PS5. I'm pretty sure they've been working on that since, like, 2014. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they were working on it from the moment they released the PS4, just to get that ready, because it takes a while to figure that stuff out, you know? But <laughs> Yeah. So, yeah, I, obviously this is, it's sort of non-sequitur news, but it is important, or it's, you know, it's something we knew was happening, but the fact that they're starting to talk about it, is important though because it means we're getting close right and obviously it's like they have to talk to like third-party developers as well so they can start working on you know bringing their stuff over to the new systems as well uh it's just you know like that's just how it's just how it works (laughs) and trust me i guarantee that there are some things that are in development maybe deep down or deep what what was the name of that game (laughs) deep down is Deep down in development hell. That's never coming out. <laughs> Maybe it's a PS5 game is my point. It's yeah, just... sure. Didn't they announce that for PS3, by the way? <laughs> no, no. This, they first sort of showed it for PS4. So, yeah. Oh, huh. Yeah, huh. so it, it's still huh. been like six years so don't worry you're not losing sure. your face. uh but maybe that at this point i'm starting to wonder if dreams is going to be a ps5 game even though like, <laughs> no no it's totally coming out for ps4 like okay <laughs> but uh yeah i think nintendo especially showed how much momentum you can get from having a really solid launch lineup uh not saying that i necessarily hated what hated the launch lineup for ps4 but it nothing was on the par with uh what the switch had at launch so mm. i think yeah. yeah so i think playstation is like okay we're gonna have some really really solid games to launch with heck you know what maybe final fantasy 7 remake might be a ps5 game at this point <laughs> Uh, but now, if you had to get had to wager a guess for a year uh, that it does come out, what would you say, Joe? Uh, like twenty twenty at the earliest. I would. I agree. Twenty twenty would be my earliest as well. Um, now here's an, here's another question. Uh, what feature do you think will be involved with the PS Five? Um, you can only say updated graphics for so long, you know. <laughs> Like, honestly, like, as long as, as like, I think it'd be important for them to get to fucking finally just bite the bullet and work some goddamn backwards compatibility into Thank you. Into the fucking system. Uh, Especially if they kind of wised up with the PS4 to begin with. um, And, you know, they moved to a more easy to develop, you know, architecture rather than, you know, the fucking PS3 and its fucking cell processor. Uh which was basically a Rubik's Cube for fucking developers every fucking time they wanted to make something for it. Um, you know, if it's like it's more PC-like, I think, for the PS4, and if they continue with the PS5, um, I think that might be a little easier to to get, you know, PS4 games to run on, on the new hardware. 
Um, yeah, because, you know, like, for all the... Because, like, I remember a little while ago, even Shuhei, you know, he was like, yeah, it was like, it was like, it's like, it's not the easiest thing in the world to develop. Uh, and I think someone else, I forget who he's like, they're like, yeah, like, it's just not something that people tend to use anyway. And, you know, I, I'm looking at the Xbox One and it's like, man, this backwards compatibility shit rules. <laughs> like, I've been kind of playing the original Red Dead on, on my Xbox One <clears throat> a little bit here and there, uh, you know, and having access to it so easily. Uh, even to the point where, like, yeah, it's Xbox One X fucking enhanced, so the game runs in 4K. It's like, man, this fucking rips. <laughs> this is so cool. Um, yeah, so like, there's there's definitely value to 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 getting older stuff um, to run on the on the new hardware. It's just just from like a game preservation standpoint, you know. It's like, yeah, it's it's cool to go back and and check out what was cool back in the day. Like, you can even pl- like I even fucking played uh, Ninja Ninja Gaiden Black. An original Xbox release, Malcolm. Oh uh, boy! And, and the Xbox One X, and that runs in 4K. Even it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> Fucking cool. Yeah, backwards compatibility. I I completely agree with you that Xbox really lifted the curtain and gave, unfortunately, Shuhei the finger. Like, no, people like this. <laughs> like, no, yeah, this is actually cool and, and has merit. <laughs> yeah, I think we did like a statistic where it was like forty or thirty to forty percent of Xbox players are using using the Xbox for backwards compatibility alone. I mean. That's that's quite a significant number, just people playing old games. And I especially see it now with the P- PlayStation 4 is one of the most successful consoles in Sony's history. And you have this large number of people who just spent quite a bit of money get collecting PS4 games mm-hmm. to just like go to PlayStation 5 and like, all right, you may as well throw all that out. <laughs> it's like, I don't think you could do that. I think it would kind of be suicide. So I really hope that... Uh, they're like, okay, yeah, all that stuff you bought on PS4, even if it was like, yeah, only if it's digital, like, which yeah, I... which is which is how it is on the Xbox, even because like you can put the disc in, it'll still download the game from the Xbox Store, basically. Hmm. Yeah, so you know, like, I, I think it would be great, like, especially because I probably have collected more games for the PS4. I would, I would have to like bring up uh, the list of seeing how many games I purchased on PS4 versus PS3, but I think I've gotten more games on PS4 than ever. Yeah. So, so I think I last time I checked I was at like 298. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So like <laughs> keep in mind some of those are like dot are freebies from PSN, PlayStation Plus, and some of those were like relatively cheap, like seven ninety nine sales mm. or what have you. I've been paying attention to sales a lot more <laughs> or because of PS4 and that app. The app is like such is such a nice thing to have. Yeah. Because I, I don't often think about looking at stuff on sale when I'm on the PlayStation, but when I'm at work and I'm bored out of my mind, I'll pop up the app and see what sales are going on. Yeah. And so I really hope that now here's the million dollar question, Joe, what are the odds that there'll be a tablet like peripheral that you could just take with you and play your game on the go? Um, you know, it's, that's a, it's a good question, Malcolm, because, uh, you know, between this, the wild, wild success of the Nintendo switch, uh, and Sony's complete inability to sell a portable <laughs> successfully, it's hard to say. One way or the other. Um, yeah, I don't know. Because I, I think Sony's in, in kind of inclined to kind of try to make the most cutting-edge, you know, hardware 
possible as far as you know graphical output and i'm not sure that that jives with you know making a practical portable component you know um like the nintendo switch uh you know that's basically a little bit more powerful than like you know than like an xbox 360 or ps3 you know but you know that the the battery life you know when it's in handheld mode isn't like amazing uh and you know it's working with the graphics that it has you know if you were to get like cutting edge graphics on that you know like i can't imagine a the bulk of the thing and b and b the the battery life so i'm not sure mm. that it's uh if uh if the switch life is compatible with uh sony's design philosophy with their hardware uh if i could give him some advice uh first and foremost don't be a dick and use this unique memory card that's only available. <laughs> just just use micro SDs and call it good, dude. Come on, uh, and and yeah, and that'll be like a good first step because a lot of people that was like I, I talked to some people that was like the be, the end right there is like oh we got these unique memory cards fuck off all right, <laughs> uh, but yeah just use micro SD cards and it. You are right that, you know, if we're, if we're playing something to the... God, God damn, imagine playing Red Dead on something portable. How quickly I'd <laughs> die. Yeah. So that is a fairly good point that I didn't consider. Like, how mu- how draining would that be? Like, chances are, like, I, I know, like, with uh, the handheld, they can't go full HD. Or maybe it's like... Yeah. Me, so, but, you know, it could be like uh, one of those deals where because the screen is so small, they don't have to because it small enough that you can't really tell so i don't know so it'd be interesting to see what they do but i I would love it if they do have something like that i could see that being like an accessory because something we learned about the xbox one is that people don't like being forced to get an accessory if they don't want it no (laughs) r.i.p to the connect (laughs) always be on connect but (laughs) this continued for like two years at this point (laughs) Um, but they they re- rebounded and they're on the preface. It'll be interesting to see how this console war goes, because uh, pretty much every new console is essentially starting over from day one, as we learned out with the last two generations here. So it'll be interesting. Yeah. All right. What's what else happened? All right. What else is that? Uh, let's see. You excited for PlayStation Experience, Malcolm? Oh, yeah, I've got Well, my... fucking don't be. Oh. Because <laughs> it's not happening this year. <laughs> um, which, you know, obviously that breaks from the last four years uh, where they had, you know, they had this kind of like fan experience uh, in December. Um, yeah, they're, they're, they're just not doing it this year. Um, and Sean Layden, uh, the kind of the, the big boss over at PlayStation, basically, he was on... Uh, the PlayStation blogcast to talk about it. And he's, this is what he said. He said, for 2018, and this is going to be a disappointment to some people, but we decided not to hold PlayStation Experience this year. Uh, we won't have it in the States this year. The reasons behind that really are, we don't have, we don't, we have a lot of progress that we're making on our games. And now that we have Spider-Man at the door, we're looking down to 2019 to the games like Dreams and Days Gone, but we won't have enough to bring people all together in some location in North America to have that event. We don't want to set expectations really high and then not deliver on it. It was a hard decision, but we have determined that this year we will not hold PlayStation Experience. So basically, the, the what he's saying is that, it's like, yeah, we just wouldn't have enough ready <laughs> to to make people want to come out or to justify having people come out, rather. Because you can always get people to come out, <laughs> but then 
<clears throat> you'll end up with, um, say, E3 2018, <laughs> where it's like, okay. Or, or you could... <laughs> Or you could have a PlayStation experience last year so, <laughs> where they took it in a bold new direction of having it be horrible. So, uh, <laughs> so I, I, it's a bummer. I, I still think they could do it, but the, if you do it, people are going to be expecting this big press conference with uh, right. announcements and stuff, which it sounds like they don't. They've already pretty much blown their load, so to speak, as far as announcements and trailers and stuff. So they they ultimately decided, yeah, okay, let's not get people's hopes up that they're going to be all this new stuff if we don't have it. So we'll just right. we'll save it for E3. So yeah, I, I don't think it's a bad idea personally. What, what do you think? Um, yeah, I mean it, it tracks. I mean there were, <clears throat> it was already getting pretty close. Uh, to the time where they had to say something one way or the other, because it says, you know, you know, like when they announced this, it was almost October, uh, so about a month ago. But even then, they were cutting it pretty close uh, to, you know, for people to be like, hey, am I gonna fucking have to plan a weekend trip to Anaheim or not? <laughs> that's that's not a small undertaking. So, yeah, they kind of they kind of cut it close as far as as far as that goes. Maybe they're asking Square, any chance you can have any more footage of Seven we can show off just so it'll be worth it? No? Okay, well, it's canceled now. Also cut 30% of the workforce. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean, after watching PlayStation Experience last year, and I stayed up for a good hour, my wife fell asleep halfway through. <laughs> <laughs> so we're expecting it to be really, really awesome, and... It was essentially an episode of PlayStation blog. So, yeah. <laughs> so I think it's for the best and hopefully we get something next year. Yeah. Do you think uh, we get the, you know, it would be a great place to announce that there's going to be a PlayStation 5 PlayStation experience. Yeah. Uh, and they should do it this year. In Anaheim. <laughs> it's like, hey, it's coming out in five years. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone look under your chairs. It's a PlayStation 5. <laughs> oh, man. How awesome crazy would that be? It'd be pretty fun. Crazy. All right. Moving on. What else happened? All right. Uh, let's see. Pretty big news here. Uh, we've got some actual crossplay going with uh, Fortnite. <laughs> what? Yeah. Back. Let's see. This happened uh, about a month ago almost. <laughs> like two days after we recorded the last episode. Um, yeah. This... Uh, Oh, no, this was, no, this was a whole month ago. Um, yeah, so they went ahead and launched what they're calling a crossplay beta for Fortnite. And right now, Fortnite is the only game <clears throat> still that supports any sort of crossplay between PlayStation Network and uh, Xbox Live and, and, you know, PC and Switch and all that stuff. All the stuff that Fortnite is on there. Um, yeah, so they, there you go. <laughs> Finally. We did it. We won. <laughs> yeah, and 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 the wording that they used uh, here on the PlayStation blog couldn't be more dry or disinterested. <laughs> They're like, following a comprehensive evaluation process, SIE has identified a path toward cross supporting cross-platform features for select third-party content. We recognize that PS4 players have been eagerly awaiting an update, and we appreciate the community's continued practice or patience as we navigated through this issue to find a solution. <laughs> it's like, okay. It is funny. Uh, did you <clears throat> see uh, the whole backlash on Bethesda after this? Yeah, yeah, I did. That's the next story here is that, uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that you know, Fallout 76 uh, won't be having crossplay at all 
uh, even after you know after they started allowing it here with Fortnite. Um, yeah, according to Pete Hines over at Bethesda, he he's like the head of marketing uh, or PR over there. Uh, he said, "I he said, folks, chill. <laughs> I work with a lot of devs and games for whom this is important going forward." Uh, Fallout 76 does not support crossplay for a number of reasons. I have no idea if it ever will, but I assure you it is not on our radar right now as we focus on the beta uh, and launch. Um, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it, it was funny because the whole controversy, like one of the developers were developers was interviewed or like, oh, what about crossplay and they basically passed the buck. Like, we would love to do that with uh, this game, but uh, unfortunately, Sony's being an asshole. So Sony, like, <laughs> all right, we're open to the idea now. Now, all of a sudden, it's like, well, we didn't really have any plans. Well, don't bl- put it on Sony then. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, at this point, for something like Fallout 76, that's probably something that you do have to engineer into the game pretty early on. Uh, and you know, for them to be so stubborn about it for fucking so long, it's like, well, there's we've reached a point of no return here for this particular one. So, uh, Joe, um, as we've discovered, there's a magic switch that allows the game to do that. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, with that, I mean, that's true with like fucking yeah, like with uh, it was Fortnite before, right? That was <laughs> that, that was Fortnite, yeah, the high tech yeah. game Fortnite. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was that, and I think uh, the developer between. Uh, or the developer for what is it, Rocket League? I forget what Psionics, I think is who they are. Uh, they're like, yeah, like we would love to have this because for them, they're like, yeah, like for us, because I mean, for them, they that game's crossplay between all the other platforms anyway. Just it's just PlayStation that's kind of like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, from the sounds of it, though, it sounded like they didn't have any plans to. They were just passing the buck, in my opinion. Uh, I could see them doing that for that Elder Scrolls card game, though, that's coming out. Which, hey, the more people you can play with, the better. So, you know. Right. Especially for something is like, it's just a card game. Come on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sure, uh, what is it, Oblivion 6 or whatever the thing is called? Yeah, that, that'll, that'll, Elder Scrolls. Elder Scrolls, thank you. <laughs> that'll be right up there. But uh, on the. But going back to it, this is good news. We were talking last show. We were talking about how like Sony was essentially digging the, its own grave here. Here we were worried it was going to be like, oh, that our shit doesn't stink and uh, they can just stay in our own little thing and uh, <laughs> people won't be mad at all. But thankfully, they saw. Oh, fuck! People are mad. So <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's it was stupid because in the case of Fortnite uh, specifically, it's like you know it's a, it's this free to play thing. Where the appeal is, A, it's fucking free to play, so you download it and play it on as many things as you feasibly can. So, you know, you could be like, oh, yeah, I'm on PC over here, and then I take it on my Switch over there. Um, and part of the appeal of that is that you can just log into your one account, you know, on Epic, you know, and all the purchases you make in the game for, like, all your cosmetic shit, you know, it carries through from whatever platform you're, like, from platform to platform. So it was really shitty for Sony to be like, no. <laughs> like, no, you're going to have to make your own ID and rebuy whatever you want. Also, uh, you made your account on the PS4? Well, guess what, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Eat a big bag of shit. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Sony. Here's, you got a spoon at least? No? Great. <laughs> no. Eat it with my bare hands. Thanks, Sony. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, thankfully, they... Uh... They're easing up, and uh, I assume this will eventually turn into Fortnite just being cross-play across the board. 
Uh, it'll be interesting to see what get what developers have to do to get crossplay enabled going forward. Because I, I still I don't imagine this means like okay every game ever is now crossplay. Like no, <laughs> no, but it'll be interesting. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this one there? Uh, no, no, I think I kind of got it. <laughs> All right, right on. Moving on. Uh, yeah, but speaking uh, of uh, things super fucking long in the making here, uh, we're finally going to be able to change our PlayStation IDs uh, very, very soon. Mm. Uh, yeah, they announced here again on the PlayStation blog uh, that, yeah, the long-awaited feature here uh, is coming to, to PlayStation 4. Uh, it will be part of a beta, uh, which will be part of a PlayStation preview program, um, and will become available to select users that have pre-registered as testers for previous uh, system software betas. So you and I may be eligible for this if yeah. so true. Um, during the preview program, and I'm reading this from the PlayStation blog, so this is as official as it gets here. Uh, during the preview program, you'll be able to change your online ID uh, as many times as you want. First change is free. Uh, and changes after that will cost nine ninety nine, uh, both U.S. and Canadian dollars. If you're on PlayStation Plus, it will be four ninety nine after the first change. Uh, <clears throat> so first change is free, ten or five bucks after that. Um, changes to the online ID can be made through the settings menu, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, now it is <clears throat> important to note here: it's not going to be as simple uh, as just changing it and you're done. Um, the feature, is, according to this, is compatible with PS4 games originally published after April 1st, 2018. So, uh, so we're talking about like five years worth of games where it's like, mm. uh, it says the large majority of the most played PS4 games that were released before the state as well. Uh, however, please note, not all games and applications for PS4, PS3, and Vita systems are guaranteed to support the online ID change, and users may occasionally encounter issues or errors in certain games. If for any reason you experience issues after changing your ID, you can revert back to your original ID for free at any time. Uh, you will only be able to revert once during the preview program. Uh, reverting back to an old ID will resolve most issues caused by the ID change. In addition, when this feature officially launches, uh, a list of compatible games published before April 1st, 2018 will be provided on PlayStation.com for reference before you make a change. Uh, there you go. Wow. Uh, I'm really thankful that we both chose names that we're completely fine with keeping for the rest of our lives. <laughs> but yeah, so so uh, for for Donglord sixty nine out there, um, <laughs> we, you might have to check uh, this list of games uh, before he switches to something else. Oh man, and a, a bad name can't affect you. Like uh, first of all, if you come up with some of these ridiculous names, like Dong Lord, get out of here. But uh, <laughs> Dong Lord sixty nine, baby. There, <laughs> I remember uh, watching Art some Goku four twenty. I, I remember some friends of mine playing like this uh, shooting uh, PvP game. I forget what it was, probably Call of Duty or something. And a guy whose name was Baby Raper three thousand came on, mm. and uh, as soon as he appeared, like everyone turned and sh started shooting at him every time he responded. Because <laughs> why would you pick that name? <laughs> oh, why would they let you make that name? <laughs> Freaking a! But yeah, thankfully I went with an RP character, and Joe went with his nickname, and uh, the rest is history. 
And you, like, yeah, don't get me wrong. It's kind of ridiculous. It's taken this long for name changes to be introduced, <laughs> but in any way, shape or form. But at the same time, like, hey, pick a name that's not stupid and you're going to be just fine. <laughs> Like I thought Sony did a good job of like trying to cover it just by allowing you to use your real name, aim from Facebook if need be. But you know, yeah. But you know, then you get into the to the part where it's like, yeah, not everybody wants to be on Facebook, and it's like it's a very understandable thing for people to not want to be on Facebook because Facebook is a garbage fire at all times. Oh God, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like the Joker said, you live long enough to become the villain sometimes, and Facebook has indeed accomplished that. Yeah, it's like, great. It's like, all right, cool. Um, like, what was it? A couple of days ago, I saw a story where it turns out that they were inflating uh, the numbers on video views that people for, for videos people would put on Facebook to the point where it's like, you know, a lot of people pivoted to video because pop, Facebook videos were supposedly so popular. They're like, oh, we got we got to fire our writers and do videos now instead. It's like, wow, your entire, entire industry just kind of changed because Facebook was lying to everyone, basically. That's a scary amount of power right there. Guys. It is. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, you know how many, like, publications decided that they're not going to fucking write words anymore and do videos instead? And they're like, yeah, actually, our videos weren't. We were fudging those numbers. Sorry, guys. Like, oh, okay. Someone needs to go to fucking jail for that, I think. <laughs> you think. You think. <laughs> lots of people lost work based on some dumb decisions, based on some dumb numbers that weren't even true. Yeah, just to bring it around, at the time that the PS4 came out, Facebook wasn't quite the dumpster fire it is right now. But, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> God damn, an entire industry just gone. God damn. <laughs> All right. Fuck. <laughs> Anything else you have to say on this uh, story, Joe? Uh, no, but I'm mad at Facebook again. Oh, God. I, <laughs> Jesus Christ. Oh, man. All right. What's the, let's try to get your mind off it with another story. Uh, anyway, PlayStation software for PlayStation 4 uh, system update. 6.02 is out now. Uh, the bigger news, I guess, is that 6.0 came out and it was nothing. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. It's like, why, why was that a 6.0 then? Um, but anyway, the more important thing is that with 6.02, it patches a bug uh, that people were kind of experiencing uh, recently where uh, there was a malicious uh, message here uh, being sent around PSN that allowed... You, you would get this message with uh, with characters that your PS4 wouldn't recognize, uh, and it would crash your PS4. It was not great. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. Um, so that, that issue has been fixed. Um, people are advised to delete <laughs> that message if you got it. Um, and I guess this uh, this patch kind of helps smooth that out a little bit more. But, yeah, that's that's it. <laughs> now, I didn't. Did you get the patch, uh, get the uh, message, Joe? I did not. But, I, uh, yeah, like it was only a few characters. It was basically all emojis but like one of the characters uh showed up as like a question mark because uh yeah the ps4 i guess doesn't recognize it or whatever but there you go wow uh, well an important uh update i guess <laughs> <laughs> yeah system stability baby gotta uh, love it it's a beautiful thing all right <laughs> moving on what else all right we've got uh spider-man on 
Marvel Spider-Man. Sorry, you got to say the full title of the game. Otherwise, who knows what you're talking about? Marvel Um, (laughs) Spider-Man on PS4. Marvel Spider-Man for PlayStation 4. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Copyright, trademark, TM, TM, TM. Uh, (laughs) uh, Yeah, apparently apparently it's a very popular character, Malcolm. People like the (laughs) Spider-Man. And people have been buying the game like gangbusters. Um, Because right after its release, they they went ahead and announced that uh, the game sold a record 3.3 million copies uh, in the first days of its release, um, which, uh, yeah, that's a lot of money. <laughs> that edges out uh, the, the previous uh, record holder for, for Sony, which was God of War uh, this year, uh, which was 3.1 million copies. So um, Sony making money hand over fist only. <laughs> yeah, single-player games are dead, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, congratulations. I, I played through the whole game, and I loved it to death. Out of curiosity, I know you weren't a fan of the fighting system for some reason, but... Uh... Uh, yeah, I mean, as I as I got towards the end, um, and, you know, unlock more of that skill tree, it's like, all right, this this gets a lot better, but, like, I still wasn't, like, in love with it towards the end of it. But overall, how'd you like the game? But overall, the game is terrific. The story is... The story is great. Fantastic story. Um, it's the most Peter Parker story ever. Right? <laughs> um, also didn't like the stealth parts, but that's, <laughs> um, but, but yeah, like I think, you know, swinging around the city is fantastic. Um, just, yeah, like they're like graphically, the game is just like incredible. It's like, holy shit, this game, like all the Easter eggs, uh, that are in there are a lot of fun. It's just, it's just a fun ass game. But the puddles, Joe. Clear, <laughs> clearly, that was a sign of downgrading. <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh my god, they downgraded the game. It's like, no, we just decided that we wanted the puddles there. <laughs> That's all it is. We we move the puddles. <laughs> the puddles are elsewhere. <laughs> um, it was great though, because uh, this this uh, this kind of dovetails into my next story, Malcolm. Uh, <laughs> is that they um, they recently patched this game this week, uh, a to to kind of get it ready for the DLC that's coming this week. Uh, but also to add a new game plus mode, uh, which is nice. They added the new difficulty, uh, and they also they added some stuff for photo mode. Um, you can map it to the you can map it to like the left button on the D pad. Um, they added some more frames and stickers to it to, to photo mode. Uh, but the great thing is that that uh, the they the stick some of the stickers that they added to photo mode are puddles, so you can add as many puddles to the game as you. <laughs> I did see that this morning. I laughed my ass off. Like, yeah, take that. Yeah, yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> you can graphically enhance the game yourself. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> oh man, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, I it's been a while since I enjoyed side quests in the games games that much. Uh, I I the fact that you could uh, unlock a suit, but then move that power that came with it to a different suit, I thought was genius. Yeah. Like, out of curiosity, which suit did you end up using the most out of all of them? Uh, I actually went with the the one they designed for the game for a lot of it. I, I've been uh, hearing that a lot, actually. <laughs> um, you know, I kind of went between that and uh, that and then the, and the Spider-Man Homecoming one also. Yeah. Uh, I played and, mostly as that one myself. And then when I unlocked the 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 comic book fucking looking Spider Man is like oh well I guess I'm just using this forever now. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that was a good one. Uh, I 
I did mainly the MCU one, the one from Homecoming, just because I love that movie so much. And uh, when I was, whenever there was like a mood shift and uh, Peter was in a dark place, I would go to the black suit with the red spider on it. Mm. Uh, I think it's called darkness suit or something like that. Just like, <laughs> and I would use it in stealth missions too, just to sort of look the part. <laughs> oh, gotta look the part, Malcolm. Indeed. And, uh, but yeah, I had so much fun. Uh, whenever a police call would happen, I would be like, oh, I'm Spider-Man. I got to go help him. It's like, oh, it's so good. <laughs> I also rare, found myself rarely using uh, the fast travel just because I enjoyed the web sling all over the place so much. Yeah. And, yeah. It's so good. And kudos to them because whenever you web sling, it, it is attaching to something. Like somebody pointed that out using photo mode that if you do follow the webbing, it does attach to a a monument nearby. So it's like, yeah. well done. Well done. <laughs> oh man. But that's such a good game. I, I it deserve like, uh, it, it deserves it. I, I knew it was going to sell really well just cause it had Spider-Man on it and looked like some effort was given onto the game. Yeah. But uh, I, even I was kind of, admittingly, I was kind of shocked that it like broke the record so quickly after the broker, the, eh, the broker, the record got broken previously by <laughs> God of War's remake recently, which was also a fantastic game. Yeah. Yeah. I am happy that, you know, going into game of the year, like there was, I had a fear that it would just be Red Dead Redemption 2, just stopping a mud hole in the friggin' <laughs> as it marched the first place. But no, it's got real competition this year, I feel. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Spider-Man, by the way, uh, I, is, I liked it so much, I actually platinumed it. Um, it's one of those, it's an easy platinum, relatively, you know, if you put some effort into the game, you, you'll get it. Thankfully, it's not one of those games where you gotta beat it like three times, or beat <laughs> it on legend mode, or whatever. It's like, no, just, yeah, yeah just play the game, and essentially you'll get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but anyway, it, you platinumed it too, I heard? Uh, I did not. You did not? Really? Okay. No, I did not. The rare platinum that I have that Joe does not have. <laughs> wow. <laughs> uh, but it, it's a fun game. Definitely worth the uh, price of admission, I feel. Yeah, for sure. All right. Anything else you got to say, Spidey-related? Um, do I have anything else? No. All right. Moving on. That, that's all the Spidey news I got. Uh, moving on, though, we've got... Uh, uh, yes, here we go. Oh, wait, so wait, wait, I... wait, wait. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Okay. One thing I wanted to ask you, uh, did you see the kind of funny interview with the director of Spidey where he sort of confirmed that there is going to be a Marvel gaming universe? Uh, no, it's not. Ah, okay. Well, there's going to be a Marvel gaming universe, and they, they've they sort of fo pictured Spider-Man as being the Iron Man for that universe, and so uh, which I think is kind of cool if they pull it off. Uh, granted, the only other game we know of is Avengers, and as far as I can tell, there's no going to be no tie-in, so... Yeah, that's that's weird. Yeah, but hey, uh, you know, if if it's, it's anything like the MCU, I'd be for it. But we'll see what happens. All right, go ahead. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Anyway, Days Gone has been delayed. <laughs> oh. Uh, yeah, that was uh, originally slated for February twenty second, twenty nineteen. You can go ahead and scratch that date off and pencil in April twenty sixth, twenty nineteen instead. Um, let's see, in the statement that Sony gave, he said, uh, we recently decided to move the release of Days Gone from the crowded February timeframe to April 26, 2019. Uh, while the studio is eager to see Days Gone in the hands of fans, uh, Ben's studio will take the opportunity to further polish Days Gone. Um, yeah, 
There you go. It's going to be a PS5 title. <laughs> That's right. Um, yeah, so uh, from from what I gather, people played this game at different points. Uh, a couple years ago, apparently, it was pretty rough. <laughs> like, not great. Uh, and, you know, the last its last turn at, at the Spassy 3 was better, uh, but we could still use some work. So hopefully, uh, by the time April 26th rolls around, uh, the game will both be polished and they will find some way for me to give a shit about it in any capacity. <laughs> It, let's see. It wasn't one of the four games that got uh, the focus at E3, was it? No, no. Right. That, that, that was uh, that was Spider Man. It was Death Stranding. It was uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> and I forget what else. Uh, Death Stranding. I said Death Stranding. You said Spider Man. I said Spider Man. Last of Us Two. There you go. Okay. <laughs> That's the one. <laughs> Yeah, I memorize all of them. <laughs> all right, which okay. Here's one for you. Which do you think we'll see first? Obviously Spider-Man is off the list, but <laughs> will we see Ghost of Tsushima or Days Gone first released? Well, seeing as how this has a release date and Ghost of Tsushima does not, I'm inclined to lean towards Days Gone. Okay. Death Stranding? Uh same thing. <laughs> Uh, I'm going to say I agree with you with uh, Death Stranding. I think we might see Ghost of Tsushima before we do Days Gone. You think we'll, we'll have Ghost of Tsushima within six months? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Malcolm, sure. Whatever you say, buddy. Watch we end the show and it's announced for tomorrow. And like, Fuck! <laughs> how does he do it? <laughs> oh, man. All right, so we were... We already made the joke that Joe's not exactly torn up about this. Um, no. The, the thing, it didn't look like shit when I saw it. Like, putting the, aside the whole zombie thing, you know, however you feel about it. But uh, graphically, it didn't look bad. In fact, we saw the same environments with, like, different uh, seasons on it. Not on, like, Forza 4. Uh-huh. But, uh, yeah, I'm a little surprised. And, like... Also, how quickly this came before February. Like, this is still, like, three months or so before February. Yeah. Normally, something like that would be, like, the month before we get the announcement it's been delayed. Like, it's fine if it gets delayed overall. It's just like, okay, this game already took ten years as it is. <laughs> You're right. It's like, what, what else do you need to do? I mean, <laughs> but, all right, well, well, we'll knock on wood. Maybe it'll come out in April. You- yeah. Do you think it'll get delayed again? No, I don't think so. You think this is it? Okay. Yeah, I think this is it. All right, well, here's hoping. Hope you're right. All right, <laughs> moving on, though. What else happened? All right, for fans of Horizon Zero Dawn hey. uh, and Guerrilla Games, it turns out that um, they've been doing some hiring over there. Oh, um, thank God. The rare hiring <laughs> story. <laughs> yeah, they, they, they're they hiring. They moved to a bigger space to, to, to accommodate the extra hires. Uh, so they're going the opposite way here, says a lot of the industry. Um yeah, it seems that they seem to be working on something. Well, obviously, that's not you know surprising, but it seems that they're working on a new project uh, that might uh, include some multiplayer because some of the talent they they've hired uh, include some of the leads from Rainbow Six Siege, which is uh, a huge multiplayer game for Ubisoft right now. Um, see, Push Square, I guess here reported that Guerrilla hired Simon Larouche. In February, he's the game director behind Siege and the guerrilla veteran from Killzone 2, actually. So he's coming back home, I guess. Hey. <laughs> Way there. Uh, also, Chris Lee, who served as an online and multiplayer designer for, for Siege as well. 
Uh, he's been brought on as a principal game designer. Um, so obviously, you know, Gorilla Games has a history with multiplayer games. You know, they made those Killzone games uh, to various levels of success. Um, I enjoyed those Killzone games a lot, but, you know, <laughs> I don't speak for most people when I say that. Um, so it'd be interesting to see if, if this is something that they're adding to Horizon going forward. Or if maybe they're working on <laughs> new Killzone games, which I don't imagine they're doing that. Don't be fucking crazy. <laughs> um, yeah, what do you think? Hmm. I don't know. Maybe it could be a new Killzone game. Because I'm trying to think like a PV, P- PvP thing you could do with Horizon. Unless you're controlling the dinosaurs, which isn't a bad idea now that I think <laughs> about it. <laughs> well, it doesn't necessarily have to be PvP. It could also be you know some cooperative thing. Okay, okay. Hmm. You think it's Horizon related? I don't know. <laughs> don't actually know. Yeah. I mean, it's uh, Grant. I don't think we've seen the last of Horizon at all, but. Uh, at no, this, yeah, but given that, you know, how much success they got from this, you know, finally being able to, like, stretch their wings, so to speak, to try something new, maybe Sony's like, okay, well. If they were able to knock it out of the park this time, how about we let them try something else that they have in mind? So it could be completely new. Right. But I'm just happy to be reporting a story where there's hirings. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I can't get over that. It's like we went through like three studios getting, getting shut down and like, oh, they're hiring people. Thank God. Hopefully some people, <laughs> yeah. hopefully some people from Telltale. <laughs> yeah. Just eviscerated this fucking whole industry. Oh, gosh. Fucking Facebook. Anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Hey, but yeah, I am interested. Uh, I haven't the foggiest what it could be, uh, but those are quite the bit of experts they round up to start working there. Oh, man. Speaking of foggy, uh, (laughs) speaking of foggy, that that new season of Daredevil came out uh, on Friday. I've been hearing really good things about it. I mean, A, it's real good, but also, um, weirdly enough, they've been using some video game music in there. Uh, like for that recap, you know how they have recaps now for for Netflix shows. Like right, like when you start the first season, the first episode of the new season, it's like here's a recap. Um, yeah, so they they use like some Mass Effect three music for fucking uh, Daredevil <laughs> uh, recap, which is like, hey, yeah, great, awesome. Remind everyone how fucking good Mass Effect three was. Bunch of fucking haters. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> yeah, all they ever talk about is the ending, isn't it? Yeah, that game is still good. God damn you. Fuck. <laughs> oh, man. Um, oh. oh, yeah. Uh, another quick aside, since we're on the subject of it, uh, what do you think about Iron Fist and Luke Cage being canceled? Um, I think that's, uh, I think that sucks. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's clearly because, you know, Netflix and, and Disney are now going to be competing very soon uh, for your streaming dollars uh, once Disney launches their streaming service whenever. Uh and yeah, it's weird because it's like who who decides to cancel these popular shows? Is it is it Netflix or is it Disney? Like, do they get to move those shows over there and they get to live over there, or are they canceled forever? Mm, it's a tough call. Like, because uh, because I... like all the Netflix shows are are like like it, like when you see the credits, it's like yes, this is an ABC production. It's like so ABC like ABC is still Disney, so they still have hand in here. Uh, so it's like, I don't know. It sucks. Cause like Luke Cage season two, that was pretty good. And the way it ended is like, I really wanted to see where that went. Yeah. And the whole thing with Bushmaster, I thought was great too. And it was great that they didn't just kill off the, 
Yeah, yeah, I'll save it. But anyway, uh, Bushmaster was really good. I thought the overall story was really good, and it it did seem like uh, a lot of the shows are ending on a dark note, which I thought would have made Defenders really interesting. But no, I, I don't. I don't even know if we're going to get that now. Yeah, it's like okay, I don't know. That sucks. Yeah. Like I mean, I guess I hope the show gets live on on, on Disney's thing when they launch it. But it's like I don't want to fucking pay for this shit. <laughs> on top of this. It's getting to a point where cable is the most inexpensive option. <laughs> yeah, I was like, like, goddamn it, the point was to cut cable and spend less money. What the fuck? It's like, I've got Netflix, uh, I've got uh, WWE, I've got New Japan. Hulu. Hulu. Uh, I, I had to suspend Hulu just to save money. Uh, I My Amazon, thankfully I'm on the year... Thing, but uh, the Amazon payment just went through, so that was a good chunk of change. It's like yeah, uh, yeah, like Amazon, fucking Netflix, Hulu. I've got WWE. I've got Sling TV. Uh, it's yeah, it's like fuck, man, come on. <laughs> like I, I'm spending at least thirty, forty, and that's still being conservative to what I could be spending. <laughs> yeah, and fucking uh, yeah. What else was it? It was. Uh, Damn, what the hell was I going to fucking... Uh, ah, damn it, I lost my train of thought. <laughs> I'm annoyed, though. I'm irked. I'm miffed. All the words you want to use. Now, there are rumors, though I don't know why they would formally announce both shows being canceled to do this, but there are rumors that the reason that they got canceled is so that they could be brought back as a Heroes for Hire show using the both of them. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense at all. <laughs> Sort of, like, especially if you watch the last season, <laughs> season two of Iron Fist and Luke Cage, it doesn't make any sense. I haven't but, finished Iron Fist. I got like three episodes in, and I was like, eh, there doubles out. I'm just going to watch that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I will say uh, I, enjoyed, uh, I, I enjoyed Iron Fist season two immensely more than I did the first season, but there comes a point towards the end where you're like, okay, that's fucking stupid, and it just goes downhill from there. <laughs> uh, you, if you've seen enough of it, you you probably can guess what I'm referring to, but uh, I won't say it here for the sake of spoilers. But yeah, it it ends on a really really stupid note that just enraged me. <laughs> <laughs> it was like watching a WWE pay per view. It just like leading up everything up to it was fine, and then the main event hits, and you're like, that's fucking trash booking, <laughs> and that's all you can think about. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, uh, moving on. What else happened, buddy? <laughs> well, anyway, uh, for those looking forward to Fallout 76, uh, you're going to have to make sure that you know what you're doing with your character uh, because you will not be able to respec uh, your special stats um, at all during, throughout the game. So um, whatever stats you, you decide to assign uh, as you level up, you're kind of com- – that's it. <laughs> you got to commit. Uh, the only way to, to – to make it different is starting a new character. That's some uh, Diablo 2 level shit right there. Yeah, it is. Um, yeah, I don't know how familiar you are with uh, Fallout, Malcolm, overall. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a big deal because you can do that for sure in you know in the mainline games, I think. Yeah, that, that is weird. Like most games have like a respec option. It's like yeah. just like to save you some frustration. But no... S- F seventy six seems to just be like no, <laughs> it's permanent. <laughs> Fuck you! <laughs> like my god, like I take a while to think of what to do with points as it is, let alone own that. Hey, if you fuck up, that's it. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 
Oh man, that that's that sucks. God damn. Yeah. And you know, being you know an online game, uh, you can't just reload an old save and say, "Ah, oh, fuck it, I'll do it this way instead." Um, well, that's it. Like you're, that's gonna be pretty. That's gonna be a hard choice. Are you getting Fallout seventy six? I am getting Fallout seventy six. Mm. Curious what your take on it is. Like as soon as I heard, like, "Hey, you could not be playing the game, and people could blow up your base of the nuke." Like that sounds great. That, that's, <laughs> that's what I want to see. Like, <laughs> pop up the game. Hey, you lost all your shit. Oh, damn. Well, <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> so happy that I get to see this message right after a nine-hour day at work on my one, <laughs> my one hundred-hour work week. <laughs> I want that book to be released, the 100-hour work week. <laughs> oh, God. Ends with the author qu- killing himself going on or whatever. Uh, <laughs> anyway, moving on. Uh, so what else? What other stories happen? All right, we got some CD Projekt Red news. Um, developers. Well, boy, howdy, did we get some CD Projekt news. Uh, we've got, let's see, we've got two things here, or I've got two things. I think maybe you've got something else. In mind, but anyway, hmm. <clears throat> as far as Cyberpunk 2077 is concerned, they have hired a Canadian studio called Digital Scapes uh, to help them work on some multiplayer stuff for that game. Um, as we as we know, they they've said that there's going to be some sort of multiplayer component uh, to the game. They haven't said exactly what that's going to be yet, but uh, for what it's worth, uh, Digital Scapes also worked with uh, Techland. On Dying Light. So, um, yeah, that that's a pretty good track record, I guess, as far as Digital Scapes is concerned. Mm. Um, still don't know what this multiplayer means for Cyberpunk, though. So it's it's really weird. <laughs> it's, it's strange news. Don't really know what to make of it yet. Yeah, I do not know how that would work unless it's like GTA Online or something like that. I don't know. But uh, Dying Light, uh, make, it makes sense. They're... Both teams are used to working uh, with the first-person perspective, which it does look like what we're doing with this game here. Yeah. And so, you know, uh, I'll give CD Projekt Red the benefit of the doubt, even though I can't really, like, uh, Witcher 3 didn't really do anything with multiplayer, right? No. Yeah. Unless you count Gwent, but, you know. (laughs) (laughs) I do not. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, I guess I'd have to see it in action before I could totally say whether I'm pumped or not for it. Mm. Hopefully it's not one of those things where I turn on the game and my apartment's been destroyed by a nuke or something, you know? <laughs> <laughs> God damn it. Malcolm's ultimate fear is coming home to <laughs> nuclear rubble. Hey, it should be everyone's fear, really. <laughs> <laughs> well, don't worry. The planet's melting down within 20 years. That's, oh, that's a fair point. <laughs> don't worry. What was the other bit of news you had for CD? Uh, for CD Projekt Red, um, as far as The Witcher is concerned, uh, the original author of those Witcher books, uh, and for those that don't know, The Witcher's games are based on these books. Um, yeah, the author, uh, whose name I cannot pronounce because it's very Polish. <laughs> uh, yeah, he says that he has uh, not been fairly compensated for CD Projekt's use of his story, and he's asking for... $16 million to make it right. Um, yeah, his lawyers have given CD Projekt Red a legal demand for payment uh, of $16 million. Uh, I'm reading this from GameSwap, by the way. Yep. Uh, while the studio says it legitimately and legally acquired the rights uh, to use the story, uh, Sapkowski, who 
the author insists he entitled he's entitled to more because of the Polish Act on Copyright and Related Rights. Uh, his lawyers say that, <clears throat> quote, it may be invoked when the compensation remitted to the author is too low, given the benefits obtained in association with the use of that author's work. Um, and yeah, basically because The Witcher is now a huge series of games and even has a fucking show starring <laughs> Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. <laughs> fucking Superman as the main character. Uh, he feels entitled to more compensation than he received initially, which, you know, that's maybe a valid argument. I don't know if it's a $16 million argument, <laughs> but uh, I can see where he might be owed a little bit more based on what the law sounds like it is in Poland. Yeah, I mean, I guess that's the ultimate uh, factor in deciding this. Uh to me, you know, like he made a book series, wasn't that popular. A video game company saw it. He didn't, he must not have thought it was going to be that good either, considering what he sold it for. Right. And uh, CD Projekt Red then took this character and the series and they made it into something phenomenal to a point where, yeah, it has a net, Netflix, Netflix show. So. It's a it's a little frustrating on the one hand because essentially CD Projekt Red let let's face facts here did all the work, <laughs> and uh, this character they, it may as well have been something they created with all the work they did. But you know the it sounds on like the other the, hand it's not yeah it's not but <laughs> but on the other hand it sounds like the author is just being a little whiny whiner about it. She's like oh I want it more now that it's popular. It's like dude. <laughs> You you signed away on it. You said it was fine. It's like, like, but we'll see what happens there. Uh, I don't know how much uh, Witcher Three has made. It must have made a pretty nice amount. I don't know yeah, how it's much. A pretty popular game. <laughs> yeah, I don't know how much, and they're probably going to make a bit more with uh, Cyberpunk and on whatever. I don't know how much they got paid for the Netflix deal. Right. Uh, do. Can they pay $16 million? May, Probably, but at the same time, I question if they should. Right, $16 million is a lot. <laughs> mm. I'm not sure that it's $16 million that he's entitled to, but I don't know. As the, as the creator of the original work, I feel like, yeah, he, he might have some sway and should maybe be compensated a little more. Because like you said, it's like, yeah, obviously the, 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 the games are more popular than the books ever were, but it's like, yeah, but the games wouldn't exist without the books to begin with, so... It's like uh, I remember uh, the guy who invented the Egg McMuffin got paid a thousand dollars, and that's it. <laughs> <laughs> it's like I mean, a better example might be like you know the creators of fucking Superman. It's like yeah, they they <laughs> like DC ran away with that character basically, and just like these guys were living fucking out of like a fucking refrigerator box basically until they died. Uh, <laughs> until like their family sued them for fucking like any kind of money at all. It's like you know. Mm. It was, I'm sure that you know CD Projekt Red will probably not want this to go too far. I'm sure that a plea deal is tro probably being attempted for something a little bit more reasonable, maybe in the seven million or something range. There, it's just like, all right, yeah, all right, let, let's calm down. There <laughs> <laughs> it goes. You know, you, at, while I think legally it is in CD Projekt Realms uh, Red's favor. Uh, at the same time, Joe's right. He, this is a character that they purchased, once again, legally, but it was uh, based on somebody else's deal. And at the time, it wasn't worth that much. It's become like this mega thing. So 
Yeah, why not? And plus, if they get this guy to be fully on board with them, imagine them announcing anything which are related with the author right there, saying how awesome it is. So yeah, so, yeah I, I think this will probably not make court. They'll probably like settle out of it just to keep anyone's name from being drug in the mud. But we'll see. We'll see. Yeah. Anything else to say on this, bud? Uh, no, that's it. All right. Next story. All right, next story I've got here is um, there might be something coming out of uh, BlizzCon uh, this year related to Diablo, like some actual news here. I've heard um, heard rumblings, yeah. Yeah, there's some rumblings here. Um, Blizzard uh, released a schedule for BlizzCon 2018, uh, which isn't too far off. Uh, November 2nd uh, is when they kick that off. <clears throat> and you know, after the yeah, after the opening ceremony, the main stage will they'll start on the main stage with a a, a panel called Diablo. What's next? Uh, you know, and they've got similar panels for basically all their games. They got one for Overwatch, Hearthstone, Heroes of the Storm, and World of Warcraft. Uh, but you know, they're they're kicking it off with Diablo, which which kind of implies that you know they, there's something there's something in the in the hopper there. Uh, mm. And you know, obviously, they're, they've got the the Diablo three port coming to Switch uh, very soon. Um, but it's got, it's got its own special Joy Cons too. It's got its own special Pro Controller uh, also. Hmm. Uh, it's got a bundle with the Switch. So yeah, they're they're going. Yeah, it's going to be a pretty big deal for for Diablo and Nintendo Switch uh, at least. But yeah, hopefully more than just that uh, at BlizzCon. Hopefully they'll have something cool to show. Diablo four might be fun. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. Uh. Hmm. Diablo 4 would be interesting. I, I think it's more likely that we get like one last package of DLC. Yeah. Maybe something story related because we've already had like two. We are the last bit we got was a new character class, the Necromancer. Yeah. So. That was like two years ago. Oh God, good lord! And I still, I it's still a fun game to play. I have to say. No, yeah, that game was fucking great. Like, yeah. when it first launched on PC, I remember it being like, everyone's like, no, <laughs> this isn't it. Um, but once they they, re- they overhauled that game completely, and then they put out that version on consoles also, and it's like, man, this game kicks some ass now. <laughs> That's what we're talking about. Oh, yeah, they rebalanced it. They got rid of that auction house, which the auction house was absent from the console version, and it was eventually erased from the PC version, but... Uh, that was like the major thing. It was like, oh, no auction house. Great. So I don't have to just buy whatever <laughs> I want to get. Great. So, yeah, once that happened, like everything went into high gear. They started getting really good updates and really good DLC packages. And Sky was just the limit. I mean, it was in our Game of the Year tournament at least two times. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it was. And then, and then uh, eventually, he, uh, it, it became a running gag, and I kept trying to get Joe to include it, but I digress. Anyway, so uh, hopefully it sticks around. Uh, uh, well, it's going to stick around, but of course, what, what am I saying? Uh, I, I, it would be interesting if it's just straight up, hey, new Diablo. I think that might you might want to save that till the next console's released, just for the sake of, you know, It'd be a good launch title for either console, for sure. Maybe. And I think uh, Blizzard... You know, I think Diablo was considered just a PC game until it came on the PS4 and uh, Xbox. Oh, <laughs> well, I mean, Diablo had that. I think the original Diablo was on PS1. Oh, yeah, you're right. You're right. 
Good lord, that was. I still remember that up that patch they did. It wasn't a DLC, but a patch they did where <laughs> you could essentially do the original Diablo with your character. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I played through it. I I, I had to play it. I, I believe beat it under like three hours to get like the little butcher sidekick, which I was able to do, but I can't get now for some reason. But I was happy I was able to do that. <laughs> uh, man. All right, so. Well, it'll be interesting. I don't. It, it could. It could be a new Diablo Four. In which case, you know, I don't know if you remember the original story, Diablo Three. It kind of ends on a bummer note. Um, I don't actually remember the story at all. <laughs> I just thought it was cool. Yeah. It, essentially, that uh, girl who was like leading you through the mission eventually becomes Diablo, and uh, you sort of have to like kill her by killing Diablo. So it's like you lost your friend, like at the very end. Uh, meanwhile, I think the witch is still alive or actually, no, I think you fight her in like somewhere else, but still, ah, such a good game. Goddamn. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Game. Yeah. All right. What's the next story, bud? Uh, let's see. Next story is that the hot new borderlands game is coming out soon. Malcolm. Oh boy. I hope That's it's right. On- some way I can play it. That's right, Malcolm. Borderlands 2 VR is coming oh, December God 14th. December 14th VR edition of Borderlands 2. I love there you that. There you go. There you go. It's, yeah, it's Borderlands 2. Let's beat that horse to death a few more times. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, let's see. The, the edition includes a feature that lets you slow down time. That's nice. Yes. Uh... And it's also exclusively single player, so it's like okay. What? <laughs> so there you go. All right. Yeah, everything you love about Borderlands. <laughs> you know how you know that game that was super fun to play with with up to three of your friends? Uh no. <laughs> <laughs> so I want that to be in the trailer that long. <laughs> oh. oh, speaking of the trailer, I I love how like a major part of the trailer is essentially the user checking out Mad Moxie, uh-huh. just looking like right at her chest. Like, okay, come on, dude. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. All right. Um, let's see here. Uh, okay. So looking at some numbers here, maybe it's that, it's that maybe I shouldn't be so flippant about Borderlands 2 being in VR. Uh, cause that game sold 18 million units, uh, uh by itself before this VR version. So that could be a pretty big deal for, for PlayStation VR. Cause this is a PlayStation VR exclusive. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, that, that, I guess that kind of puts that would be one of the bigger games on there behind something like Skyrim. Uh, but yeah, there you go. Um, I don't be, know, man. Maybe just work on Borderlands 3. Yeah, you think. Like, <laughs> here's the thing. Like, this is pretty much the opposite of striking while the iron's hot because Borderlands came out. It was fantastic. Borderlands 2 came out. I thought it did pretty well. And we got the pre sequel or whatever that came out. And my. I, I don't know how that was received, but my wife really enjoyed playing it. It was a fun game. Yeah, you got to be on the moon or some shit. <laughs> yeah, you had to worry about oxygen, which is always great in a shooter. But anyway, <laughs> hey, but then we got like what feels like a decade of nothing after that. Mm-hmm. Like I'm going to look like and it feels like like the whole Borderlands mania has died down a little bit. And finally, we get a new announcement, even though once again, Borderlands on the Telltale game was actually really good. Yeah. And Maybe we, the best Borderlands game of all. Yeah. Story-wise, absolutely. And then 
we finally get a new Borderlands, and it's yet another re-release of two, except VR, of course, and all the funner stuff about it taken out. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know. It'll be interesting to see how people react to this, but I- I'm with you. Just release a third game already, for fuck's sakes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What the fuck? Oh, God. All right. Next story. All right, next story is Castlevania Symphony of the Night. It's coming to PS4, Malcolm. Is it? Yes, it is. Um, oh, yeah. One, part- of the, one of the great games of all time, uh, I would say, is an understatement. Hmm. Um, yeah, that's that. when is that coming out? That, damn it, where'd it go? Out <laughs> <laughs> of date here, damn it. I think uh, it's on sale right now for pre-order, actually. Yeah, and it's going to be uh, it's gonna be like a package with that and I think Rondo of Blood. Yep. Um, which is great, you know. That's 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 a great package of games here. But uh, one of the issues here that I have with it, Malcolm, is that oh. apparently it's going to be the PSP version of the game. What? Uh, basically, uh, or rather, it's going to be based on that PSP version, uh, which not great for the reason that uh, you're not going to get that opening cutscene. Or I mean, you'll get it, but it's it's got new voiceover with uh, different lines. Oh. Which, like I want that terrible voiceover. God damn it. <laughs> It's, that terrible, that terrible voiceover with with man being a miserable little pile of secrets. You know, come on, <laughs> I want that. That's part of the experience. God damn it! It is. It's actually a shame because it's part of the whole, uh, you know, like Resident Evil, the first Resident Evil. That that shit voice acting, which just yeah. sort of added to the charm and made. I want my Jill sandwich, and I want it now. <laughs> and to its defense, you know, made it feel more like a cheesy horror movie that you were in. <laughs> but yeah it's like die monster you're like that whole <laughs> that whole thing <laughs> like yeah it, it even gets like uh quoted like I, i'm pretty sure i saw being in the in an elite where they talk where kenny omega said that line <laughs> <laughs> it's like just a miserable little pile of secrets <laughs> <laughs> oh man um yeah it's actually out this week october 26th oh nice a lot of stuff is coming out the 26th uh actually uh funny that you say that the second season of castlevania is coming out that day on netflix yeah as well as uh that new sabrina the teenage witch show <laughs> on netflix. which they're doing as a horror or like a supernatural type yeah of show. and it actually looks pretty good yeah i'll, I'll i'm curious I'll, I'll give it that it's sort of like it's one of those things where, like, where you heard about Riverdale, the that TV <laughs> show. It's like, hey, let's make Archie into like this super serious teen drama. It's like that sounds stupid, and then you watch. It's like, okay, it's not nowhere near as bad as I thought. It was be. <laughs> oh man, because uh, they they were a few years ago. They started this uh, this comic series called. You know how there's obviously Life with Archie. You know that the that comic that you get at any grocery store back in the day. Yeah, Archie uh, versus Predator. Also. <laughs> Uh, they, they, they started the series called Afterlife with Archie, where Riverdale is overrun by zombies uh, <laughs> because Sabrina uh, brings Jughead's dead dog back to life uh, and ends up bringing all the dead people back to life. <laughs> it's like, oh, no. Um, and that series is actually super good and super grisly. There's a there's a scene in there where Archie has to kill his undead dad. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and, uh, one of the related series is that, yeah, like they, they made some Sabrina comics as well, which are also really good. And it's, it's, you know, it's got that horror slant as well. It's like, man, so uh, between that 
and you know Riverdale being not terrible. Um, kind of interested in that Sabrina show. Hmm. Yeah, I, I will give it at least a few episodes. It's like at least two to three episodes. I'll give it a chance, see if it like piques my interest. But I suppose it could work. To be fair, like you could e- get cons- you can easily turn that that premise into a like something to the level of a charmed or maybe even supernatural if you went all the way. But yeah, yeah, I'll give it a shot. Yeah. Also, charmed is back. What the fuck? <laughs> I saw I saw a billboard for that the other day. I was like, I had to remind myself what fucking year it was. <laughs> Charmed is back and they're doing the thing like, let's change the races of everyone now. So it's the same thing, but completely different. Like, no, no, it's the same thing. Like, nice try, though. Oh, God. The dogs agree, too. So anyway, um, on that note, what else uh, do we have happen? Uh, Let's see, California. Uh, Let's see here. Ah, yes. So they immediately after the PlayStation Plus games went live. Uh, for October, uh, you know, you got your Friday the 13th and whatever else. Um, Sony accidentally leaked next month's games as well uh, with the graphic. Um, wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, but it looks like it's a pretty good. I mean, it's only there's only two games that, that usually there's six, you know, so they, these are the two PS4 games. And then there will be some some assorted uh, PS3 and Vita games. But uh, the two marquee PS4 games. Uh, look pretty good, I'd say. These are two good games here, I'd say. Uh, and they're both actually remakes, come to think of it. But the the big one for me is obviously, even though I've played it extensively at this point, <laughs> is Yakuza Kiwami. Uh, fantastic title. Everyone should play that. It is, though I'm sort of torn. Should I trade in my Steelbook, which I'm actually quite happy to have? No. <laughs> No. <laughs> I mean, you can send it to me and I'll be happy to have it. Okay. Well, I'll probably keep it then. I, I, would, <laughs> I like looking at the steel book. I was like, I wonder if there was a steel book version of six that I could purchase just so I can get a steel book of every game. Pretty sure. Right? And yeah. Also, if, if you keep that steel book version of the game, you don't have to download 20 gigs if you want to replay it again. You can just throw the disc in. Um, also, uh, is Bulletstorm, the full edition, which uh, is a kind of remaster of Bulletstorm, which was a fantastic game that nobody played. Yeah, and then they re-released it. I'm like, okay, finally I can play it. And they were like, okay, we want full price for it. And I was like... <laughs> I was like, are you out of your fucking mind? <laughs> like, the, game, the first game didn't sell for $60. Why would this one? What the fucking matter with you? <laughs> Yeah, but we got Duke Nukem. I don't care. And <laughs> that's not making a good case at all. No, <laughs> you might be doing. You might be diminishing the value of your game. As a matter of fact, you're very much like. I still remember E3. I'm pretty sure people groaned as soon as they saw the Duke Nukem part of the trailer. It's like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> Well, oh, I'm actually quite happy to hear that because it's one of those games I've been meaning to get, but I was not going to spend $60 on it. <laughs> so, hey, for free as part of PlayStation Plus, I'm on board. Yeah, I, I absolutely want to replay that game. Yeah. A fun game. That is a good month. Kiwami for people who haven't had a chance to try it out yet and uh, Bulletstorm for people who want to try it out but aren't crazy. So that's going to be great. So. <laughs> I encourage everyone to play both of these games. Mm, same. At, at, the, at, at their earliest convenience. Uh, I, I would prioritize Yakuza because I, God, that game is so fucking good. Uh, but Bulletstorm is real good too, and you should play that. 
that skill shot system is so much fun. Yeah, absolutely. Especially I doubled down on Kiwami as well as that game. The whole series is just phenomenal. <laughs> that series has been a fucking revelation for me, man. <laughs> like, when I fucking started playing that, I was like, oh, man, what the hell have I been doing with all these years not playing Yakuza? Yeah, I told you, man. I told oh, you. Man. And it's, like, that's up there for me, man. Like, that's one of my favorite series all time. So good. And, uh, you know, it's funny. Uh, the Ryu Ga Goku uh, Studio, or the Yakuza Studios, as it's known here, it's amazing. Uh, it's sort of become like another Naughty Dog for me, where like now every project they work on, I'm interested. Yeah. As a matter of fact, Malcolm, I got something right here. <laughs> as they uh, as they revealed at TGS, Tokyo Game Show, a little while ago, that yes, they are working on a new project called Project... Well, it's called Project Judge, but I think the, the name is going to be Judge Eyes or whatever. Uh, so maybe that Judge Eyes might be the... Name in Japan and Project Judge is like a placeholder for us over here in in North America. Um, but yeah, that game I saw that trailer. That game looks really fucking cool too. Um, I guess you play as a disgraced lawyer of some sort who decides to become detective or something. I don't know. It's kind of kind of hard to parse. But yeah, I, I actually uh, I did a lot of research on this game and I did find like a, a video of the story that had subtitles, but. Essentially, the story follows the main character who is a lawyer and like one of his very first case, he basically solves that he's able to prove uh, the innocent of uh, of someone who was uh, defending and uh, from murder. And right, like literally the day after he clears him all, all charges, he's like the number one lawyer in the country and he's getting like a lot of praise for it. But the guy kills again, <laughs> allegedly. <Whoops. laughs> And because of this, he's disgraced as a lawyer and he's forced to become a uh, private eye, not unlike Jessica Jones. And uh, so, and that's where we pick up with him as it's sort of, he, you follow him on his new life as a, uh, as a PI and he sort of stumbles upon that old case that ruined him and stuff happens, let's just say. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if you saw the gameplay footage because there is a demo out in Japan, which I did right. watch people play. I want that so much. Um, Please, Jesus. And, but it's it's amazing. You could tell the guys at Yakuza Studios were getting a little sick and tired of Kiryu's fighting style. <laughs> you could sort of you'll be able to tell that in the later Yakuza games because I think uh, in four four and five you start getting like a party of people that you're playing who each have a different fighting style but the main character has like this insanely fast sort of like jackie chan jet lee style to him and it yeah. is so beautiful looking but in, for those of you who are like are like oh so they made it watch dogs instead of yakuza no he's still doing tornado ddt's and freaking shooting star <laughs> presses I think he was on a skateboard at some point. Yes, and he was doing like all these insane combat moves, <laughs> using it like a nunchuck somehow, like sort of like Majima with the baseball bat. <laughs> uh, and you do uh, do a lot of stuff because he's a PI. Like you'll be following people a lot instead of just going right up to them and kicking their ass like here you would do. Uh, there's also footage of like uh, – drones being used to catch your the people you're investigating and take photographs of them and depending on what the photograph is you get like a certain amount of completion points towards it 
like if you take a picture of uh, just the guy and the girl talking to each other, then you get like maybe a C. But if you uh, take a picture of uh, them, him holding the door as they enter a hotel, then that's going to get you an A. So it's like little things like that. And of course, there's you're still in Camarocho, so there's still a chance that there might be some cross. Probably not in this game, but in the future with people we know from the previous games and uh yeah it looks it looks like it's going to be a, like a really really fun murder drama mystery game so i'm super stoked about it yeah I, i'm i'm excited to play whatever they probably want to put out <laughs> oh and of course uh shin yakuza or new yakuza which will have a new main protagonist uh mm. Whose last name is ichiban which is funny because that means literally number one number one, number one. <laughs> And it takes place, like, just after the whole saga. Like, he goes to jail just before the whole saga of uh, Kiryu takes place. And he comes out after everything is said and done in Yakuza 6. And uh, let's just say he comes, like, his whole story. Like, you can sort, you can go online and see it right now because it's part of that online game. Uh, but, or the uh, the mobile game, I should say. But... Mm-hmm. He uh, basically goes to jail for his patriarch who saved his life. And he comes out to not only see that the Tojo have been run out <laughs> of Kamarocho with the Omi Alliance now in charge, but his patriarch is now the, their leader. What possibly <laughs> could have happened in the 17 years he was in jail? Ooh. Oh, no. Where is Goro Omija? <laughs> A bunch of stuff. <laughs> So I'm quite curious. So I'm interested in that as well. So I'm very curious to see what happens with the studio. And uh, I hope they – and by the way, in case you were thinking uh, Fist of the North Star, let that fall under the radar because that's not going to be any fun. No, it's getting great reviews. And and it's essential. and uh, Joe made the joke that it's essentially uh, a a Yakuza game and – I played that demo, and he's he's not far off at it's all. It's not a joke at all. It's literally just a reskin. It's, it's a reskin Yakuza game. Like, Kenshiro is an ex-con in this game. It's like, well, you just got out of prison. So it's like, oh, my God, this is Kiwami. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's like down. it's got the same UI, uh, the same menus. It's got the same, <laughs> like, the map controls the same. It's got the same, like, icons, like, the sounds to plays, like, the like the sound effects for, like, the menus. And, and like, when you approach a waypoint, like all the sound effects are the same. It's like what the like the like the difference are like obviously the 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 fist of the North Star setting and uh, like you can drive a buggy around, which obviously you can't do in in Yakuza. But yeah, same shit. But it, it I will say this: if there was one studio you absolutely should give Fist of the North Star to make a game, it's Yakuza Studios. Yeah. <laughs> Because they nail it, just like the fight scenes, doing all the special moves and like, hope don't, like no kidding. (laughs) I'm fucking blowing dudes up. It's like, yeah. (laughs) It looks super fun. And the demo is super fun. If you guys want to try it out, the demo is online to give it a shot. Yeah, it's right there. For those who are curious where it falls in the canon, it actually takes place after you beat Shin, who's like the first major boss. And before everything else that takes place in the story. So it's in this nice little spot in between where they can revisit certain characters and fights from the story, but it doesn't necessarily interfere with the canon at all. So, uh, uh, it, but even if you don't know Fist of the North Star, it's a fun ass game. You're going to have a fun time. I don't know Fist of the North Star at all. (laughs) Um, 
but I still had a lot of fun with that demo. <laughs> Blowing people up. Oh, my God. <laughs> I got to play more of that game. Me too. I re- as soon as I get some money, I will buy it and play through it. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, but, yeah, Yakuza Studios, kudos, man. You're one of my favorite studios right now. And please continue to bring Yakuza 3 and 4 and and five up here, just so I have the whole collection. Yeah. All right, buddy. What's the next story? Well, I guess as a, as a side tangent there, I don't have the story in front of me, but I did read, uh, as we're still talking about Yakuza here, uh, for those for three, four, and five, is that they will not be getting the, the remaster treatment uh, the way one and two did. Uh, like, they will not be Kiwami-sized or whatever. <laughs> um, so those are going to be just straight like remasters. Like, they'll get... You know, like they'll obviously update the resolution, um, you know, get it. But yeah, it's, 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 yeah, since those games are already widescreen, uh, like they're just porting those PS3 games. Cause those are like the first two games, those are PS2 games. Like those are, you know, the aspect ratio is like 4 3. Mm. Um, you know, so they're like, yeah, we got, we should probably just remake these games. <laughs> so they did, and they did a tremendous job with that. Um, and I was kind of hoping they'd do the same with 3, 4, and 5, but it looks like they're just kind of porting those games since there were, were PS3 games to begin with. Um, they'll be cleaning them up a little bit, not, and I think, but yeah, I don't think they're going to be adding as much to, to those games as they did with Kiwami 1 and 2. Uh, I will say uh, say with 3 that whether we realize it or not, you we are sort of getting more, because uh, I mentioned this to Joe a while ago, but 3 was the one where they cut a good 20% chunk, chunk of the game out because they were trying to limit the whole Japanity of the game. Right. So stuff like Shogi, uh, 20% of the sub-missions were cut out of the game. Uh, I think the Cabaret Club was was uh, taken, or Cabaret Club, the uh, whole Cabaret, you know, talking with hostesses was cut out and what have you. So there was a good sizable chunk taken out of the game that should hopefully be a part of the game now. Uh, right. Uh, there was... a. Uh, one there's only one sub story that was cut out out and when you hear more about it it'll make sense but essentially it involves a man cross-dressing as a woman who's just relentlessly chasing you trying to molest you and kiryu's calling him an it or her an it and uh, it's uh in today's climate not really uh no not great not not great great. so probably for the best they cut that out and uh, yeah they recast some voice actors which, including uh, one notable uh, member of the cast, which you met in Yakuza Kiwami 2, which I won't spoil. Maybe I'll spoil for Joe later on. But, uh, but yeah, otherwise we're getting the full game. Now, that being said, it is a shame that we're not getting extra, extra stuff. But honestly, I never was – I didn't finish 3, 4, and 5. So it's going to be like a whole new co- Yakuza game for me. Yeah, I mean, ultimately, I'll play the shit out of them because, God damn it, I love these Yakuza games. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> But yeah, it is like you know after seeing like the 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 the, the fit and polish of, of Kiwami one and two, uh, and, you know six and zero, you know seeing how 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 well those games looked and ran on PS4, uh, you know I was kind of hoping for for that, but I'm happy to take take it however I can get it. Yeah, I, I will say uh, I also realized recently that I also beat Yakuza six in our sabbatical. 
<laughs> if there was ever an ending I wanted to do a spoiler cast for, believe it or not, it was Yakuza 6. Where I was like, oh, I wish I could just get Joe and we could just talk about this ending, goddamn. But I, I was tearing up like a motherfucker watching that <laughs> ending. It's like, man, so good. It is. It's super, super good. Uh, do we have any other stories or does that do it for us? Uh, let's see. I got a couple quick things here real fast. All right. uh, especially as we're on the subject of remasters. Oh, man, we're just dovetailing from one thing to another. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, apparently, Sony filed a patent uh, a little while ago in November 2016, uh, apparently for remastering by emulation. Uh, it describes a method of spiffing up old games by remastering old textures on the fly. Um, according to a report by Eurogamer, uh, the full application for this patent explains how it could take files from, quote, quote, legacy software and essentially replace them with higher resolution assets, uh, allowing the game to use the same framework while rendering better looking textures or audio files. The results would essentially be the same as many remastered games uh, with higher textures, but with significantly less work for developers. Uh, so, yeah, that's, that's neat. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, not re- it's I'm sort of the same boat. Yeah, it's neat. I'm curious, curious to <laughs> yeah. see what they do with it. Yeah, see how it manifests. Uh, yeah, maybe we'll get some more remasters. Yeah, never a bad thing. Man, to tell you. <laughs> yeah. All right. What's what else you got there? All right. The final story I have uh, a little bit of a downer, unfortunately. But oh, god damn it! <laughs> <laughs> but here it is. Um, yeah, Nobuo Uematsu, the 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 world renowned uh, composer for for many of Final Fantasy games. Oh. Um, yeah, he's stepping away for a while um, because he he wants to improve his mental and physical health. Uh, he wrote a blog post saying that he's taking an extended leave of absence to recover uh, from his hectic production schedule. He said, quote, since the establishment of Dog Ear Records, I have found myself blessed with countless opportunities. From composing new works to holding concerts around the world, my days have been hectic yet fulfilling. Uh, the resulting fatigue, however, has finally caught up with me, and I find it mentally and physically difficult to go on at my current pace. After giving serious consideration to all options, I've decided to take an extended leave of absence and give my mind and body the time they need to properly mend. Uh, he said if he ever comes back, he wants to do, do so in full health. Uh, yeah, he said, quote, do not worry. Once I've made a full recovery, I'll be back doing what I do best. <laughs> my current plan is for is to rest for the remainder of the year. And while I cannot commit to a method or time frame for my return, I'm very hopeful. Um, yeah. It, when you said downer, I was Oh God, no, he didn't die. Did he? But you know. no, he's not, he's not dead. Uh, and thankfully he's taking all the measures to prevent that. <laughs> well, then that's great. You know, he, like he said, he creates so many memories for me just on music alone with the final fantasy games. It's kind of crazy. So if he needs a break, then God bless him here. Like if he were to retire right now, what a resume he leaves behind, right? Like, oh yeah, like it's wild. <laughs> like the, the music. Uh, let's see. Let's, let's see if I can get pull up a, uh, a discography of sorts if we can here. Oh lord. Um, let's see. Starting in '87. See, Rad Racer. <laughs> That's nice. The original <laughs> Final Fantasy, of course. Uh, in '87, he did Final Fantasy two, three. Let's see, four or five. Let's see how far he goes. Six. <laughs> he did Chrono Trigger, of course, which is mm. oh god, god. Chrono Trigger uh, alone, goddamn. Yeah, let's see, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. <laughs> uh, Final Fantasy Origins, Final Fantasy Tactics, uh, Advance, uh, rather. Um, Final Fantasy Origins, Final Fantasy twelve. Uh, I think twelve was as far as he got with Final Fantasy okay. before he before he moved on to Blue Dragon, uh, Lost Odyssey. 
he did. He made the. He fucking composed the main theme for Smash Brothers Brawl for God's sake. <laughs> <laughs> why the fuck not? Sure, why not? <laughs> and it's good. Have you heard that? It's good. Oh mm. uh, man, and I think it says here he's working on Final Fantasy VII remake, according to this Wikipedia oh, article. That game got delayed even more. Than- <laughs> yeah, it's like, all right, yeah, take all the time you need, I guess. <laughs> we'll be right here. Uh, PS6 exclusive. <laughs> six, baby. Um, yeah, just, uh, just, a wild, just a wild resume. Just holy hell. Yeah, so I, I say he's earned it. Let him, di- let him do what he has to do to get his health back up, and hopefully he'll be back for, you know, yeah, he could be back for 16. Final Fantasy 16. <laughs> Considering how long the last one took to make, he could take an entire sabbatical. Yeah. <laughs> Backpack through the Himalayas or something. <laughs> Go to a Zen monastery. and <laughs> Oh, Lord. All right, but yeah, um, happy he's not dead and happy that he'll continue to live. And yeah, but thanks for the memories. Take your time, dude. You've earned it. <laughs> All right, and that was the last story you got, buddy. That's the last thing I got here. All right, let's see if I can remember how this goes, folks. That does it for <laughs> episode 214 of the Firmware Update. Thank you very, very much for listening. If you like what you heard from your Apple device, just head over to the podcast app and find us there and hit that subscribe button. And hey, a five star written review really helps uh, our show get out there so that more people can see it. And so we do appreciate it. But if you have an Android device, never fear. We're on such free apps as Stitcher Radio, as well as uh, apps, as well as Podbean. Yeah, Podbean. <laughs> Podbean, excuse me, which is where we're, our shows are. And you can use that to download us every single week. Or if you have a little bit of cash, we recommend the Pocket Cast app, which is what we use to listen to the show. And it's quite handy. And on top of that, we are also on Facebook. Please find and like our page and use that to keep up, as well as we're on our own website, eatthefirmup.com, where we got every episode uploaded as they come. You can also follow me on Twitter, at PSMount for me, and Joe as well, at Wands23, and the show, at the Firm Up. And Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? Uh, no, sir. Beauty. Also, patreon.com slash the firm up as well. Helps out the show if you become a Patreon user. And once we start getting some more people on there, we'll start doing more and more stuff. Folks, thanks so much for joining us. We'll see you next time. All right. Adios.